mugs, both green and silver. The ooze tube is happening. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can't see My it. My fat head will block the there. whole thing. Yeah, yep. you know, that's fine. Both of our yeah. heads block the light. So yeah. you actually miss a good amount of stuff. Looks like but... we have a blue halo. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Okay. Oh, oh we're recording. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you awesome. know, all why not? Is, all this is documented for posterity. Yeah, you know, it's no more put together than the rest of it is. Oh, well, that's true. All right. Ready? Let's do it. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 98 of the Goulet Pencast, where fountain pens are still a thing. I am Brian Goulet. I'm Drew Brown. And we're here from Goulet Pens to deliver this casual and informal, tangential and extraneous, superfluous and extemporaneous fountain pen show, where we talk about what's going on at the Goulet Pen Company and, more important, in our fountain pen lives. In today's show, we're going to be talking about our picks for the best gold nib pen for ink sampling... That sounds confusing, Yeah, but I think I got it. Um, who would we choose as the cast of The Office in fountain pen form? That should be fun. Producing our ink splatter as an actual ink color. Dot, dot, dot. Our best-selling custom ground nibs, and which are the favorite custom ground nibs from our personal collection. And our thoughts on picking just one ink color and sticking with it by choice. And then we have a pen spotlight for the Quago All Sport in Guana Blue. And we got some other things to talk about. Like Drew saw Oppenheimer. I want to hear about it. I haven't heard about it yet. I didn't, write, we'll get I didn't there. write down any of we'll my get stuff. There. You didn't write down any of your stuff? No. Oh, I'll, Drew. I'll figure it out. That's all right. I'll ramble a bit and you can answer. You know, yeah. Get ahead I questions. did some stuff. You did. You always do stuff. All right. We'll start off with feedback. We got a lot of good feedback this time. Everybody's so, so courteous and I feel like we always get fun in the feedback. You're a great section. audience. I just want to say. Yeah, it's so it's, super it's, engaging. Now, the only downside is that it's hard to pick ones to talk about because there's so many good ones. But please, if you haven't just checked out the comment section on YouTube, check it out. Like the people that watch this are just so much more delightful than Brian or myself. So, that's where the real action's at. Um, all right, so Kasek says I mentioned in the comments a while back, but it's even more relevant this week because we were talking about pens in movies. Yes. Kasek says, in Demolition Man, after being unfrozen in the future, Wesley Snipes' character attacks a warden with a fountain pen. hey My best guess was originally a Lamy logo, but upon pulling it up again just now, it was definitely a Rotring 900. Okay. Both have banded sections and snap caps. That's an excellent movie, Brian. I haven't seen it. The, the most accurate thing about that movie is in the future, all restaurants are Taco Bell because they win the franchise wars. <laughs> it's happening, man. Wow. You better get on board now. They do think outside the bun, right? Mm-hmm. Ding dong. <laughs> all right. Um, and then we spoke about the possibility of there being some sort of revolution or evolution to fountain, fountain pen technology. Even though it's an older device, is there room for game-changing innovation? Yeah. I gave a really concise answer in the last uh, pen cast. It might have contributed a little (laughs) bit to its two-hour, 20-some minutes time frame. But regardless, one of the most popular, if not the most popular response we got from you all about that was in regards to Ian Schoen's Monarch nib, which Mm. is, in fact, quite revolutionary, all things considered. So, Brian, this nib that Ian Schoen of Schoen Mm. Design has created is a completely machined nib. I believe the first of its kind because hmm. it is, you know, milled there from solid titanium. In yeah, his... normally it's like a, a, a plate of sorts and then mm-hmm. it just gets like bent in nib shape. 
So yeah. You're saying it starts out like as a block, and he like I believe so drills it out. I That's believe so, I mean, and he actually threads the nib itself to fit into a grip section that would normally fit a Yovo wow. uh, feed housing. That so is it is a hollow nib that then has an Ultem feed inserted into it. So that's that kind of clear yellowish uh, yeah, resin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is untipped because it is titanium. It is hard enough to not need tipping. Uh, traditionally, in my experience, titanium nibs have been very thin yeah. and very bendy. This yeah. is a much more dense piece of titanium. Yeah, I've only seen titanium nibs on like flexible, you know, yeah. T-flex. They've like been the bouncing. This one like is that. definitely not. That is very rigid. Hmm. Um, and it has an engraved, you know, shown on it that is then filled with lacquer. Um, and then he can create different icons on the opposite side of the nib. It's a very, it's definitely innovative. So um, I, I have to admit, I was ignorant of this when we answered the question last week. So it's worth checking out. I learned out. something. Thank it's, you. It's worth, worth checking out if you want to visit his website. They're very cool looking. So I'm definitely doing. very valid feedback, that one. That's cool. Um, and then lots of funny uh, feedback to in response to your backpack segment because everybody <laughs> wanted to chime in and say, well, I have this random thing in my backpack. Just I, for, felt, I felt like Mary Poppins, just like someone mentioned that pulling all kinds of random things, and it's like it just keeps going. <laughs> someone mentioned the Mary Poppins yeah. feedback. Someone, yeah. all, a couple of people said that that random pocket that goes through the back is uh-huh. for shoes. Oh, um, okay, yeah, or, I can see that. Maybe, yeah, like any muddy clothes or wet yeah. or sweaty, dirty clothes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of funny comments though. Wood Thrush Cottage wanted us to know that they have embroidery floss in their backpack. I have no idea what that is, but I'm sure some of you out there do. Okay. Um, Martha mentions that uh, she has an iced tea carrier, something to carry her iced tea. Is that like different than a like just travel mug? For, from thing? what she mentioned in the comment, it seemed like it was oh, some can you, sort like, of a brew cloth. The tea. In I it, believe maybe? it was some sort of cloth device to carry it, like a caddy. Anyway, that's in okay. Martha's backpack. Okay. And uh, Tiss said that uh, they also have expired cliff bars hey. in their cycling backpack. So that's nice. two things, cycling and expired cliff bars that you and Tiss both enjoy. I think that's what just happens <laughs> is if you cycle or like exercise a lot, you just like stick these bars mm-hmm. in all your various bags and then they just <laughs> get kind of scrunched down and yes. other things get thrown on top of them and then oh, you find them man. after they're expired. Yep. Yeah. So we're in good company or you are at least. Yeah. Someone right. said, Oh, what's in Drew's bag? It, it is not entertaining. Is not. He's got, a lot more hygienic than I am. I've so got a, a, a folder, stuff. a book, this pen case. Boring. Yeah. It's, it's not much. You Laptop. Don't, you don't pack for the wilderness like I do. I do not. <laughs> I'm ready for anything. And then you have convinced me to make sure I don't. Yes, ever ever the cautionary tale. I'm not I'm not saying mine is a is a uh life to be modeled after. <laughs> no. Mine is a mine is a result of just what happens when I live my life. Yes. It is not by design. Yes. Put it that way. Oh, except for the backpack choice itself and having a million pockets. I do like having that. Anyway. Um cool. All right, I got some feedback too. This is from Toots4956. I laughed when during the Q&A, Brian was answering the question in regard to the revolution of pens by first saying the short answer, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no short answer with Brian, which I enjoy. Well, thank you, Toots. Really glad to hear that because that's pretty much what you're going to get. Literally, after we recorded last week, I was like, Drew, how do we keep going so long? What are we doing? I'm like, it's literally just us talking. It's within our control. But it just happens. It's like we go into a time vortex with these things. Anyway. All right. Christine Salvatore says, Brian, put the clothespin in your backpack. They come in handy for many things, not the least of which is clipping the curtains in a hotel room closed. I have heard of this trick. 
So if you have curtains that are like, have that little crack of light that just don't quite, you know, cause they like yeah. don't quite meet, put a little clothespin on there, closes that crack up and then you don't have to deal with the sun. So that's very smart. I would like to say that's why I had it in my backpack, but I don't think that's the case, but I don't think I've cleaned it out yet. So it's still in there by happy circumstance. And we'll be going to the DC show next weekend. So I might be able there to use be, it there. There will be a hotel. Assuming I don't clean out my backpack more, I'll have it with me. Okay. Christy says, seriously, the backpack dump is the funniest thing I've watched in a long time. I feel like Brian would understand some of the things still left in our luggage in the back of the closet. Oh, for sure. Funny enough, the, the luggage that I leave like in my house that I'm not using, I don't put anything in there. Like I always clean that out completely before I put the luggage away. But the stuff that I carry around with me, I'm just like, oh, well, it's better to have it than not. So I just end up carrying around like 30 pounds worth of stuff. Anyway, and then Mohammed Sami says, forget pens at a pen show. Brian needs to bring tacos for the booth attendees. The Goulet Taco Company is born. Well, apparently Taco Bell is going to take over the world. So that's right. I can just become an, Assimilated. A, a soldier for Taco Bell. That's apparently. right. That would work out well. Rachel would be happy with that. She loves her some tacos. And the kids love tacos. Tacos is like Their our Their slogan could be join or fry. Join. <laughs> because they don't have fried crap like all those other fast food places. Uh, Taco Bell is basically they fry nature's their, bounty. They fry their Mexican pizza like crusts. That's fried. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, but it's, minimal that's a, frying. That's very specific. Minimal frying. Minimal frying, yeah. Um, no, that's legit. Taco is like the go-to goulet family meal. Like everybody's pleased with it. Everybody really, was very, very much really in favor with your taco system. Yeah. Apparently, I'm in the minority as far There's as a, not doing enough for my tacos. Well, sorry. Right. There's no wrong way to taco, Drew. No. no I just want I just want mine to be as much like Taco Bell tacos as possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, my love language as far as tacos go. There you go. There you go. All right. That's all we got for feedback. Let's talk about some new stuff. Okay. I got one new stuff as well as two others. <laughs> So the first one, <laughs> the first one is the Monteverde MVP fountain pen in diamond clear. This is a $28 pen. It's a little shorty, a little, little pocket pen. Um, it's a number five nib. It is eyedropperable with a built-in O-ring. And they even give you a little eyedropper That'd to go with do. it. And this one kind of makes sense for the eyedropper thing because it's clear. So you can actually see mm -hmm. it and kind of sloshing around in there. And I'm going to say for 28 bucks, the it's ink like, reservoir is not like massive either. So, I mean, it's, it's decent. Like, not like a Collier though. No, it's not like three and a half milliliters yeah. or something crazy. I mean, I don't know actually the ink capacity of the eyedropper on that offhand. I don't know. Mm. I'm sure we have it in the tech specs on our site, but mm -hmm. I digress anyway, but you can also use short cartridges with it too. If you don't want eyedropper in, I think, right. It's not eyedropper only. It's just eyedropper. Eyedroppable. Or eyedropperable? Yes. What is the correct grammar there? Dropping whenever, the eyes whenever like I, they're Whenever hot. I type it out, all the autocorrects are just like, I don't know what you're trying to say. No, like none of this makes it. any sense. You shouldn't say it. So anyway, eyedroppable. Sure. Um, remember, we tried to come pen. up with a new name for it like dozens of pencasts ago. Uh, nothing stuck. No. It's hard, to, it's hard to undo something that's been around for like 80 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, next pen, Monteverde Innova. Fountain pen and ink set in blue skis. Blue skis, I mean, like a Kwaski. Yes, blue skies, technically. But I like to call it blue skis. It's my little inside thing. Um, this is a special edition. It is a, I think Monteverdi calls it a numbered edition. Mm -hmm. It is not limited. It's just numbered. 
So it's just each ad pen, infinitum. Each pen has its own number, and it will be numbered until they are no more. So um, yeah, we got that sixty bucks. So it's the Innova. It's a you know very solid, nice like straight barrel. If you like the straight barrel pens, very you know utilitarian. I would mm-hmm. say sturdy metal. It's heavy, but not too heavy. Yep. You know, it feels stout. It's That's a lot of pen for it. sixty bucks. It really is. It and is. you're not only getting the pen, but you're getting ink too. Yeah. Which, you know, spoiler alert, a question about our ink splatter that we're going to be talking about a little later. We actually gave them the like hex code for our Goulet Blue and they modeled it after that. And they hit it pretty dead on. Yeah, it's pretty so close. it was kind of cool. So this is an exclusive pen and ink that we have. Um, the pen, I mean, the pen is like a nice ombre color. We were like, let's do an ombre blue. Yeah, it's the first uh, Innova to have a gradient color yeah, in it. They did a good job with it. And it's a fully metal one. So there are no plastic pieces. Uh, you know, in the past, we have had some feedback on the Innova um, because they snapped a post. And mm-hmm. a few iterations ago, the plastic end piece would, you know, if you would, were if you were posting over and over literally again, literally snap to post. It would snap. It would snap it would off. Snap off. Any sort of pull and twist motion, you know, if yeah. you didn't pull it straight up, that part was a little weak. Just pull a little pressure. Um, but this is a metal pen, so you don't yeah, have to worry about not, that. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not yeah. under normal human strength. Yeah. So pretty cool. Anyway. So go check that one out. Um, I don't think we have like a specific time limit we're going to offer that. We're going to offer it until people don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then we don't sell any and then we'll stop carrying it. That's right. Basically. And then, excuse me, we have the Twisby Diamond 580 ALR Fountain Pen in Sunset Yellow. Yes. It's Not a, a lot of yellows. But no, this well, is a really strong looking yellow. It's it like is a, a golden yellow. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's more yeah. gold. Yeah, it's not that like... It's not like a school bus yellow. No, it's a nice yellow. It's almost like a, I don't know, maybe it is like a, well, it's not quite it's a like school a sunset. bus. It's not as much orange. Yeah, it's it's like a, yeah, it's like a golden, yeah, it's a golden yellow. Yeah. So. Or like Kraft mac and cheese. Yeah, like a Velveeta, melted Velveeta. <laughs> yeah. It's so like the look of fake like cheese. movie theater. Like butter. it's supposed to be yellow, but it's also a little bit orange because, yeah. you know, they're like trying. The, like the pump, like butter they put on movie popcorn. Mm. It comes out and you're like, that's not a... Natural color, yeah, like, it's like that's almost actually, like efflorescent. That, that's it like glows. Pretty accurate. It's kind of that yeah. color. Oh man, now I'm hungry. If you were to smear movie theater butter on mm. aluminum, it would look like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's appetizing or oh, not. Oh yeah. Just imagine if you touch the pen and then you get movie butter all over your fingers. And mm. That'd be kind of hard to hold the pen. Anyway, yeah. it's just the color. It's but it's an pen. ALR, so it's got the textured grip section. That's right. So you get to feel texture and butter. No, you don't feel butter. <laughs> I just, I was hypothesizing. Anyway, the pen is $65. ALR is great pen, nice sturdy components and stuff. You get to see the ink sloshing around in there. It's a good time had by all. You could put buttered popcorn in there, Drew. <gasps> yes. That would be a great Oh, my God, what match. a combo. Or a Dimine. Uh, no, 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 no. You said buttered popcorn. No, 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 that no, is no, it. no, no, The Dimine. We are done. Uh, uh, are you listing worse inks now? What the heck is the color? Okay, we're, we've moved on to the It's the gold one. Golden inks. Sands. Yes, which Golden is, Sands which would is be worse awesome. than buttered popcorn. That would correct. be awesome in that yes. pen. It would indeed be <laughs> it's less awesome. It's worse. It's different. It's got shimmer. So it's like so a, it's more difficult. It's like a different it's like a different more high maintenance? situation. Okay. It's definitely yeah. gonna be higher maintenance for sure. If you wanna if you wanna have a more difficult time, use that. Yeah. But if you wanna have the right time. Not everybody's trying to live an easy life, Drew. You wanna write some might the right say, time with the right some might stuff. Say the the harder road is popcorn. The one worth whatever. Anyway, we're gonna have that on Friday by the time this video goes <laughs> out. So look for that. Drew. Big news, Brian. <gasps> What's your news? Do you remember how you had an employee here at the Goulet Pen Company that Mm -hmm. was bothering you for about a year and a half to two years about how helpful a 
feed cleaning brush would be. Yeah. Like Do you remember a, that guy? Like an old toothbrush that well, you no, probably well, have laying around but it, your house. But it, but it wouldn't be a toothbrush. It'd be a feed a brush. feed brush. It's very so, different. So right? it'd be different. Yeah. A totally different Totally concept. different. Well. It does not have toothbrush bristles. It has feed brush bristles. To- yeah, exactly. Feed, feed brush, brush bristles. Brush. Yes. Wow. So, well, as of, I'm, I'm happy to say that this, this. Is this happening? This, this brilliant. Is this happening? This brilliant human won over <laughs> the hearts of the owners of the Goulet Pen Company through pure, yeah. uh, what would you call it? Uh, determination. Yeah, just annoyance. Charm. Um, stubbornness. You know, je ne sais quoi. Wearing, wearing down <laughs> of. Sure. We have a Goulet Pen Company feed cleaning brush. It is yes. $3. It's got our logo on it. And it it's, works great on it can be, Fountain It can be feeds. unofficially Drew Lay for us pencasts, you know, hardcore folks. But oh, yeah. we didn't want to put that up on the site because it was like, no, it one, no one's going to no. know what that actually means. <laughs> so like, what's a drool? We'll all know. We'll know. We'll, we'll all know. know where it started. We know, we know where it came from. That's right. Um, but it's better than a toothbrush, Drew, because it's got like a little protective cap thing. It does. That like covers it. And but that's they're, better. They're, they're nice, rigid bristles. They actually will do a good job cleaning your feed um, oh, from them. pesky shimmer. Um, chunked up sheen, all the stuff. <laughs> chunked that you up need. sheen. Chunked up sheen, man. Yeah, that's right. That's what uh, happens when like Charlie, Charlie and me put put on a few pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chunked up sheen. <laughs> but wow, uh, it wow. is available. I'm super excited about it, and uh, I hope it sells because otherwise somebody's not going to let otherwise, me hear the end of it. Taking them all out of Drew's paycheck, <laughs> and he's going home with five thousand toothbrushes. Oh no, man, that's I'm funny. Kidding. I will I will take them to the DC with me and literally throw them at everybody. That's I'll right. have a toothbrush cannon that just if they, don't, boom. if they don't sell, this is what the Goulet lineage will use to brush their teeth in in forever perpetuity. Yes, yes. for all eternity. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a good thing to keep around. The uh, it's 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 a good it's a short handle. So I like to kind of grip it with my hand and put my thumb at the back of the bristle mm. um, bristle plate, whatever, and kind of like that. Yeah. Um, you got to make that noise too. Yeah. You do it, well, yeah. I need to make the podcast listeners know exactly what I'm doing. That's right. Paint a picture with sounds. 100%. So, in addition to the amazing feed brush, you know, nothing I else mean, really what matters. What can top that? Nothing. Uh, but we are going to have some new Sailor Monyo uh, Pro Gear Slims. Slims. Yep. Slims. So, these Pro Gear Slims are sets, not like it's like a whole pen set, but each pen is then paired with an ink mm-hmm. that matches really nicely with it. So mm-hmm. every one of these new pens is going to come with some already existing and available Sailor Monyo inks. So we've got, uh, these are $312 a piece. We've got Moss with Sailor Monyo Koke, mm-hmm. Wisteria with Fuji, Violet is packaged with the ink Kikiao, Rabbit Ear Iris is packaged with Kakitsuba, Subata, Kakitsubara, and then Grass is packaged with Sailor Monyo Hinoki. So all nice. very lovely inks. Some of the best inks in the Monyo line, I think. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with pretty much any Monyo yeah, ink, really in my can. opinion. They're pretty great. So really, really beautifully designed pens. Nice color arrangement. And every pen has a unique finial, which I absolutely love, you're Brian. All, you're all about some finials. They need to do this every time. It is one of the coolest things Sailor can do. It's the, it it, really it cool. makes them so unique compared to every other pen brand. They should do it every time. It's amazing. Give me more, please, Sailor. How do you really feel about it, Drew? I, I mean, like them. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. I, do. I don't even know what these are. They're all flowery things. 
They're not. Yeah, like, they're like they're not amazing. Somewhat abstract, but still, they're there. They're unique. They're pretty. They're they pretty. Unique. They're cool. And they match the pen. It's like, yes. like looking. Delightful. Awesome. All right. Absolutely delightful. That's all we got for new stuff for now. But now it's time for Q and A. All right. First A that I need from you, Brian, yes. is coming from this Q. I'll make it a short one. I believe you on this one. <laughs> I think um, I actually will, but yeah. we'll see. So Lord Jack 567 says, as a chronic ink sampler who is constantly buying surprise me sample packs, mm-hmm. I'd love to know Brian and Drew's picks for the best gold nib ink sampler pen. Something that's easy to clean, handles most inks smoothly, and can effectively show off all of the shimmering, sheening, and shading. I'll be honest with you, I had to answer this question twice because the first time I read it, I read it wrong. And I thought they were asking for gold ink samples, like ink recommendations to try. And then I reread it and I was like, oh, they're talking about a pen. I'd like to have sympathy for you there, but I have no idea how you would have gotten there from this question. I don't know either. Sometimes my mind just skips words mm-hmm. and puts together what it wants to. It must have skipped to. a lot of them. It did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so first of all- you still did better than me because I, I forgot to write anything down. So this is all you, buddy. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, just, can, I'll just decide to disagree with you. I'm sure you can you. banter and pick apart my response. It's going to be because, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it's going to be wrong. Uh Honestly, I think really it's whatever gold nib pen that you have that you enjoy, that you like. That's pretty much it. Like, I don't know a lot of people that are like buying gold nib pens to suit their ink needs per se. It's usually the other way around because gold nib pens get expensive. Mm -hmm. So usually you kind of get whatever you like and then you just try inks that work well with it. But, you know, if you are looking to get like just a good, maybe you don't have a lot of gold nib pens or you just like to have some that are, you know, more versatile and stuff like that, I did come up with a few recommendations. Um, I would say like just in principle, ones that are easy to clean, like something that's a cartridge converter is probably gonna be a good way to go. I feel like when you get into gold nib pens, you have more options usually for filling mechanisms. You get into more like the vacuum fillers and the, or power fillers, the pistons, those types of things. They become somewhat more ubiquitous, but I mean, cartridge converter is still kind of the default for most pens. And that was the way I would lean if you're gonna be ink sampling a lot, just because the ability to flush out your pen with a bulb syringe is, just it's just the best it's just there's no better way to clean out a pen so anything that you can use like that which pretty much every brand has a cartridge converter of some kind that has a gold nib so go with that um some specific pens though i uh have the lamy studio in palladium or piano black so this is the studio that has the 14 karat gold nib option on it now granted you could take that nib and put it on any lamy pen that you want but and uh, I feel like we've at times had the gold nibs separately. We haven't had them for a while though. They're, they're very expensive um, just by themselves. But anyway, um, so those two studios, the reason I like them is because they are cartridge converter. They're easy to clean out. The grips are kind of slick and pretty easy to clean as well. There's not a lot of like nooks and crannies for the grips to get like really stuck on. Uh, and then the nib, I would go with like a medium or a broad. The broad... Lamy 14 karat nib is like one of my favorite nibs. Yeah. It's so smooth and so wet. If you're looking for shading and sheen and stuff like that, that thing is going to be definitely a contender. Not maybe the best all around nib to use in like your daily writing if you're using tighter line rulings like a five millimeter. But if you're using seven or eight millimeter, like then you're good to go. 
But, you know, just be aware that thing kind of dumps. So maybe a medium nib would be better as like a good all-around nib. But the broad is, if you can get one of those, it's like, yeah. So smooth. It is too. an experience. It's ridiculously smooth. It's ridiculously smooth. It's surprisingly bouncy for as like kind of short as those nibs are. Yeah. You wouldn't think that they bounce a lot, but they really do. Um, so I really like that one a lot. So I think that one's good. Um, the Pilot Vanishing Point or Decimo. Sounds kind of weird because it's like retractable nib and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, the one thing I, I was going to say about the Lamy, and this is kind of true with the VP2, not great for dipping. Mm -hmm. So if you're just trying to get a quick dip and get a sample that way, there's no like exposed fins on the feed of, of either of these pens, the Lamy or the Pilot. So you're going to be kind of limited there. Other ones, like say you have like a Pilot Custom 74 or something like that, got those nice exposed fins. It's going to grab a lot of ink when you dip it, and you're going to be able to just dip right for longer you know, does that really matter? Mm, maybe not, because you sort of have to flush and clean the whole pen out anyway. So is it that much more of a burden to just suck something up in a cartridge or a converter? You know, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but if that does matter to you, just know that the Lamy and the and the VP are not going to be able to do be very dippable. I mean, they are still kind of dippable, but you'll get a couple of words maybe at most and not much else. Um, but the VP Decimo in like a medium, I think is a good all around. The broad too is pretty wet. So those are both good. And the stub nib too. They have a really nice 1.0 stub nib in the VP that you might want to get. I don't know if they come... Do the Decimos have stub nibs available on them? I know Decimos in general just have a little more limited offering. I can't remember if that's know. just certain VPs. Um, but those nib units are are removable. And that's what I like so much about those nibs is they're very easy to clean out you know there's just not there's just not a lot to them so cleaning out like the if you t remove the cartridge and you take a bulb syringe it just fits so great into the back of those like vp nib units and then you flush it out and it's just like it just it has nowhere to go but just clean cleanliness like happening yeah with that thing so it's super easy to clean out so for that i do like them maybe a little bit more of a pain to fill not sure you know, because it's got the long nib and then you got the filler holes like way up there. Yeah. So if you're filling from samples, I could see that as maybe that's being a good a drawback. Point. Yeah, it definitely is. So that's kind of a pain if that matters. You have to, to double you. up your samples. Maybe, or like use a syringe or like if you use a syringe and fill cartridges, then that's actually a pretty good way to go. Because mm -hmm. that's that's another argument I could see. Some people don't love that Con 40. Neither so do you. Maybe. Uh, don't pretend like you like the Con 40. It's not my favorite. But I don't hate it as much as everybody else. Oh. But it is, it is, especially like from a sample kind of a thing. Like it's, it's, not, it's not the most ideal. It doesn't no. have like the strongest suck power. That it is other... not the most ideal of any converter for anything. It does not have a strength at I'm all. Trying to, I'm trying to be really nice <laughs> here. But yeah, so it's okay. I, I can see that argument. Um, but the syringe can work really great. Um, but you lose that kind of dippability factor. So yeah. okay, maybe not that's a good for point. Those. That's a good point. I like that a lot. Um, but okay, if you like the dippability thing, sail I do. Sailor, good option. Good. Now the nibs are going to be a little stiffer, mm -hmm. right? But you get the exposed fins. You get a lot of nib options to choose from, and you get that zoom nib up in there. So if you go with like a Pro Gear Slim or a 1911 S, you're getting. Granted, it's a stiffer nib, but. You're going to get consistent flow. You're going to get, if you get that zoom nib, then you can get a really thin line if you hold it up really straight or a really fat line if you hold it much lower angle. You get kind of that variability for testing ink samples and trying to get an impression of what the ink is like in like a thin or a fat stroke. A zoom nib is a pretty good way to go. Um, and then I think 
you know, maybe this matters to you, maybe not when sampling, but color matching your ink to your pen, it's definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they have a lot of options that are like more neutral, like the Trinity 1911S. That's like a nice, oh, yeah. stealthy kind Executive of looking thing. Almost, just, it, yeah. it just will just look like compatible with every ink that you use. That's probably more an issue, I think, if you're like actually inking up the pen and carrying it around. But you you may very well do that, too, if you're not just like sitting down, just doing a quick like little sw swabity, swatchity, oh. scratchity, yes. you know, test of the ink sample. And you want to actually like carry it around and write with it for a little bit. That's how I like to generally do my ink sampling is I like to actually like write it with it in real world scenarios. Um, but anyway, so that's an option. Definitely more dippable. And I like that zoom. And then I had a question mark on this one. Like maybe the Pilot Falcon or the E95S just because the nib softness allows you to like have really fine strokes. But then if you like put a little pressure on it, it gets wider and you can see some. Yeah. I mean, you're our residence. E95S fanboy here, so maybe you can tell me. I can. And you sample inks all the time, so bad choice. Really? So um, I will say I'm it's misleading. Easy. It's I put a question mark at the end of it only for. So I wasn't sure. Just for cleaning, like my because you okay. can't. For me, if I'm going to use so Lord Jack says he wants something for shimmering, sheening, and shading. I'm okay. not going to put. These sheeners. are all high. These are all I'm high not cleaning, put high those, maintenance things. Yeah. Not going to put those in my beloved E95S. In fact, I'm going to say uncharacteristically. Lamy 2000, E95S, poor choices for this. I did not even put the Lamy 2000 on Because here. it's just, just for cleaning. No. Like I'm yeah. for, for me, if I'm going to use shimmer or something with heavy sheen, I'm going to use them exclusively in something I can almost completely disassemble. Yeah. And you can't take the nib off of the E95S. True. So I'm not going to mess around with that. I need to be able to see where okay. my nooks and crannies are. Or if I can't, I need to use an ink that I know right, isn't right. going to mess up For anything. like the ink testing and getting an impression of using it, I like that nib. Right. And but it, you're right. And the, it fills, it, you can fill it from a shallow-ish uh, sample. Yes. Um, yes. So the E95 is that great for pilot, that. pilot nibs are really good for that. They are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even the ones with the bigger nibs, like the 823, mm -hmm. you can fill from and a the relatively the 74, because if the filler hole is like... Mm -hmm most almost at the tip it's pretty cool of the thing yeah that is pretty cool so yeah those are my recommendations for gold nibs yeah for ink sampling yes purposes ink I, sampler pen gold nib yes that i agree you know what i can't find is that um i'd love it if i could i love the to the 74 and i love the pro gear what I don't love, if I'm going to be dipping, and if I am a serial sampler, I might be wanting to do that. Sure, sure. Um, And you brought that point up, and I think that's a very good consideration. Yeah. If I'm going to be dipping, I don't want to be dipping translucent grip sections. Yeah. Especially with those two pens. A Both, custom 74, it's got like a like a two-layered grip section. Sailor's the same those, way. Like this inaccessible, invisible layer that just, it's just made to want to hold on to ink. Sailor's, yeah. Sailor's the same way. Yeah. Unless you have an, an opaque mm. grip section, which is fewer and further between. I mean, there's um, still plenty of options with the pay grip sections, but it seems like not all in the- pilot, Not in the 74, there's not. Not in the 74, no. So that's unfortunate. No. So, But I, if you did like a 912 I was thinking like about that, the 912. You know, the 912 might not be a bad 823. idea. 823 does have- 823 as a sampling pen is but, a pretty terrible but that, choice. But that's though, the thing, it's like you can't, it you can't remove the grip section on that yeah, one. Yeah, not that one. Um, so you can't use your bulb syringe. So- 743. That's like an 823 with a cartridge converter. Yeah. That's a good Seven, option. 743 or 912. Not a clear grip on that one. Um, 743. Yeah. So there you I, go. Yeah. I like the 912 because I like the flat tops. But mm -hmm. if you want the round cigar shaped, you know, more traditional look, I guess, the 
you know, 743 is a good option. Yeah. But for me, I if I'm going to be using all the different sorts of inks, I want something that I can open up and clear, clean easily. Mm-hmm. I can't think of off the top of my head. I was just looking on my phone to see if I could find. Do we? I don't think we have any pens that sell. I guess Mayor and Natuno are probably where we sell Yovo Gold nibs. Um, Diplomat because, Nexus has one. Diplomat Nexus. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's that's a. Not a great sampling pen. No, <laughs> I I'm wouldn't just, have thought I'm about just, that one. That's the pen that yeah. came to mind. When no, you you're said right. That you're name. right. I forgot. I, I do often overlook that pen. But yeah. th- those, if it's a, a Yovo um, nib, it's going to be easy to clean as well. Fully disassemblable, mm-hmm. easy to put back together, and easy to use a bulb syringe to flush it out. Yeah, you just don't see any. Of, you don't see a lot of them because the premium that you pay for that Yovo Gold nib is yeah. high. Like when we've had like on an Edison or something, it basically like doubles the price of yeah, the pen. Yeah, it's a lot. It's just a high cost. Gold is expensive. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think those are solid options. Cool. Yeah, if y'all thought of any others that come to mind, please leave us some comments because I I put some thought into it and I came up with some, but I was like, oh, I don't know that any of these are totally nailing it, but you never know. Everybody's got different tastes, but really the best pen is the one that you already have access to. So just for have sure. fun. Okay, Drew, I got a question for you. Bring it. From Just a Space. Hey, Justice. Okay, you've opened up the door. The cast of The Office as fountain pens. And I believe this response came in right after we talked about the Mario we, stuff. It did, so it did. you've been saving this one for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I didn't want to go and right I, into another. And I think it's time. Yeah. And when I did my notes last night, Drew hadn't put his in yet. And I wrote mine in our document in white text. I thought he just wasn't so going to do it. He thought I was just going to wing it today. And I, I was came like, in, no, I'm like, I prepared, but I kept it from you. So we have not seen each other's choices yes. yet. So rather than, unlike the Mario one where I did, I actually, since Brian is very well-versed in Office characters. I've, I've seen The Office many he, times. He can, he can. I'm not current on Office Ladies podcasts. Neither am I. But I'm like. In the we've both seen, in the spring of 2023. Yeah, we've seen the at. series all the way through multiple oh, times. Many so times. yeah, we'll be fine. Many times. All right. So I gave him half of the characters, and I gave me half the characters, and um, I tried to mix it up, mix them up in terms oh, yeah, of. That's right. I didn't uh, realize we have different characters. Okay, so we're in, we can't really compare ours. Right. But, no, we can't okay. compare. But we can critique each yeah, other's choices. Absolutely, we can. Oh, okay. I fully intend I'm into that. to. I'm into that. All right. So um, I'll go first. Um, I gave myself Jim and Pam. Uh, for Jim, I immediately thought about the Pilot Explorer. The Pilot Explorer is near and dear to my heart, and its current state of affairs is not unlike Mr. Jim Halpert because mm. it's a great pen. It can perform really well, mm. but people are just not giving it it's as much being, of a chance. It's not, it's not being recognized. It's not in the right place it needs to be. Okay. I think okay. that it needs to be, you know, whereas the Explorer, I think, needs in Japan, it's uh, called diff- something different. It's a cheaper pen, mm. which I think it should be. Mm-hmm. And I think if I, it's just not in the right spot for it to succeed. Mm. And for so long on the show, Jim was right there. Okay. He was not in the right spot for him to be able to succeed and to mm. spread his wings. The Explorer needs to spread spread its wings. And maybe the Metropolitan needs to die so that the so the Explorer can spread his wings. I don't know. I'm not saying that Jim needed to kill anybody, but he wow. did need to spread his wings wings you need to get out wow. of the office be on his own maybe the metropolitan is dwight and it's just like <laughs> the more sturdy more stout brute version Ooh, maybe maybe the bang so, for the buck yeah jim jim, <laughs> jim and the explorer both have unexplored potential okay. i will say wow. yeah you put some thought into um, this i appreciate yeah. that and, uh, and it's kind of long and skinny too so that's true just visually it kind of <laughs> yes. works um pam i wanted to think of the most crafty pen that I could think okay. of. And 
while crafty like artsy not crafty yeah. like conniving no 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 like though uh, she pam gets a little certainly she gets yeah she's a little crafty pam, in that way pam, pam sass is a thing she makes herself a, the, yeah. what, the office man or the yeah. office manager office or whatever manager, it is. Yeah. yeah like um but i wanted something a little crafty and creative and pens themselves can't do that but the traveler's brand is that Mm. And also Ferris Wheel Press is also a little like that too. But, you know, we don't have – I wouldn't say that the Ferris Wheel Press pens represent that. Mm. The Traveler's Brass Pen, though, I think is a good example of a crafty pen. It lives well within the theme of the Traveler's notebooks and the modular nature of their system. And it is compact, petite, but also very resilient and extremely reliable which you know that's, yeah. that's a favorite of yours. Like mm-hmm. that thing gets the job done. Yeah. It, it looks... It's a carport it, pen. Yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> it is the carport <laughs> pen. It looks diminutive and unassuming. It's the only one of its kind, really. It's not like it's a whole brand of pens. Yeah. So you might overlook it, but in truth, it can absolutely get the job done if you give it a chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a creative, fun pen. I think that Pam is that. She's creative, she's reliable, consistent, yeah. and uh, tougher than you might think she is. So I dig it. There you go. Um, next up is Toby. So uh, <laughs> I, I didn't you want... a lot of different directions with this one. I could have gone a lot of different directions. Yeah. Absolutely. I could have gone with just like the most, u- most useless piece of crap in the world. But to- Toby's not a useless piece of crap. He's, he's not. He's not. He's just fine. He's, but he's he's like Jim in that he has untapped potential. But he it's does. Just very sad. He Everything does. is very sad. About so him. for that reason, Toby is the pilot capless Fermo. Mm. Uh, it is not as popular as the Vanishing Point. It is by far not as popular as the Decimo. It is the long lost other capless pen that no mm. one really cares about. It's mm. back in the annex. <laughs> Where no one can, we just don't even forgetting about. We don't yeah. even carry it anymore because it just didn't. No one wanted to buy it. Yeah. It's not. It's but but it's fine. It's a solid pen. It's a great pen. It writes the same as some of the other good same, pens. Same guts as the vanishing point. But but no, no one cares about it. Yeah. It's just off it's where no to, one likes easy to forget about. Easy to make fun of. Yep. But you don't really mean it. Yeah. Because it's not a terrible pen. Yeah. It just it's it's in a zone where it's easily mockable. Yeah. And that's that's Toby. Yeah. Unfortunately, sorry, Toby. Um, Kevin, <laughs> I didn't want to make a size-related joke here. Um, that would be beyond me. I am better than that. <laughs> so with Kevin, I'm going to go with the Lamy ABC because mm. he is just a man-child. Yeah, and that's the only thing that uh, I mean. That's more like I guess I'm kind of trending more into like what pen I would trust him with, which is nothing, but. <laughs> If I was to give him a pen, it would be the Lamy ABC. Yeah. But uh, very, that, that, very that, approachable pen. that's where he belongs. If you looked at the Lamy catalog and you're like, well, which one of these is Kevin? He's the one that just mm. doesn't belong there. Or maybe somehow. Like, that or like a Twisby Go. Yeah, exactly. Something in that vein. 100%. Pilot like, Kakuno. He has the performance and capability of a child's toy. Okay. Like, he He's not supposed. Still works. He still works. But nobody's like reaching for that one first. No. No, there would. There's always a better option. Yeah, you want an Oscar and an Angela. There's look always at your a better option. Before Kevin. Yeah. So, mm. he's just a clunky, awkward, <laughs> you know, fountain pen that uh, is fair enough. Never going to be your first choice. Uh-huh. Um. So sorry, ABC. You're fine, but you know. Mm. Um. So Ryan Howard. Mm. I had a hard time with this one because I could have gone in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Because Ryan is an elitist 
like bougie jerk. Right. But he's also a hipster. Very, yeah. So I didn't know which one to go. You can be towards. both. If I wanted both. to go with bougie New York Ryan, okay. Mont Blanc, for sure. I mean, um, that makes sense, because yeah. he would be giving it to be a corporate thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm doing corporate years, Ryan, that's what he's doing. He's getting Very, a Mont like, Blanc. status driven. You know. Yeah. You know, Dave, you know, David Wallace gave him a Mont Blanc when he got his promotion, something like that. Like that, that's, yeah. that's bougie go- goatee Ryan. It fits. He's a Mont Blanc. But Fedora Robin is a Karis Customs. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, small batch, yeah, yeah. locally owned, machined. Okay. Not everybody knows about them. Right. They don't, they're not retailer oriented. You know, they sell it's direct. Got, got that everyday carry kind of so, vibe. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 it's that, okay. it's that hip vibe. So that's Fedora All right. Robin. All right. You know, not to say if you have or enjoy a Karis Customs pen, you're a hipster by any means. Um, they're great pens and I have one as well and I love it. Uh, but Ryan would, he would attach himself to that. And I think mm. that that is uh, good for representing okay. that later in the show personality that he has fair enough um kelly kapoor most definitely a banu pen there's no there's no <laughs> way around that she is maybe a, one of the like luminescent ones that like glows in the dark absolutely just absolutely loud now, all the time yeah and that's that's just her personality now mm. i'm going with the positive aspects of her personality because in no way do i think banu is annoying high maintenance or <laughs> kind of borderline so psychopathic but um you know just the the bright, bubbly, gossipy, sparkly nature of her personality. I think that's. I'm not going to insult any pen brand to the point of her negative features because she's kind of a terrible person. Like, probably the legitimately worst person of the entire. Like, no one has done like legit mm. terrible. That would be a good debate. That would be a good debate. She, she's she's terrible. Yeah. Mm. Um, Angela's pretty terrible too, but <laughs> Kelly never got better. She didn't like. She just mm. stayed bad the whole time. Angela never got much better either. Toward the end, she 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 loosened up. Well, when she got engaged and yeah. like, cheated on her fiance. No, at the very and... end. At the very end, like you know, she 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 developed as a character. Kelly stayed vapid and you know, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Complete like uh, superficial. Like she, mm. anyway. So that's my list. Okay. Well, I see you gave me Michael. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. That is a privilege. There's so many different aspects to his personality oh, you could go okay. with. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Um, so that was, that was kind of tough for me, but I chose the Banu Euphoria Bora Bora because I could not get like hit, like the J- Jamaican uh, oh, sandals yeah. Michael out of my head. <laughs> you know, hot, 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 hot. You know, with like the, the one dreadlock that he had. Yes. Oh so God. the Bora Bora is that like beachy Michael vibe. That is good. That, so that's that's what I went with on that one. That is good. Um, and just his personality is also a bit kind of loud and yeah. a bit superficial as well. But he's got, but he's like, he's good. Like he's all around, like the Banu is all around a good pen. But you do have to kind of get past the like flashy There's nature, a ton of personality. Right? Exactly. So I thought that was kind of fitting. Mm-hmm. Dwight, I came up with several pen ideas, um, and I, I had to come up with several because I thought of a bunch that we don't carry. So um, I had a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. One I thought of was the Schrade tactical pen, just because <laughs> yeah, like yeah. all the weapons he keeps in his office. That's pretty good. That one's kind of fitting. But I thought the Monteverde tool pen, because first off, Dwight is a tool, mm-hmm. but also he's just like he's super utilitarian. He's always got some kind of tool to use for something. He's, I- 
like really good at that's adapting great. and figuring stuff out. So tool pen. I don't know how you're going to beat that one. I think that's a perfect one for Dwayne. That was good. The only other one I thought of was the uh, Koeka Perkeo Indian Summer because it was like a black and mustard colored pen. And I just thought like mm. literally like those are his colors. Yeah. Like his mustard shirts that he would wear. And then when he painted his office all black, I was like, that's like Dwight's colors, but we don't care that one anymore. And yeah. Nobody cared about it. I think a tool pen's a great one. Tool pen. Yeah. I think yeah. That, that one's pretty fit. What about, what about the Jinhao Dragon? That, that, that's, more, that, that's more of a pen could, he would own rather yes, than him. That's as a, a pen, pen that he would have. Yeah, because doesn't he like yeah. collect like knives and? Well, it makes me think stuff? of that episode like, where he went to the shop and pretty womaned that yes. that wizard figurine. That's right. That's right. Like the the Jinhao dragon is very much that pewter wizard. That could fit. That could look. fit in the vibe. But yeah. that's not him. Right. That's a pen he would have. Right. I think the tool pen is him. That is him. That, that's what go. this question is. It's like them as pens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I had Angela. Uh, for her, I did the Kueko Lilliput. Yep. Just a tiny little 100%. pen. Very, very stiff. Mm. Very rigid. And I feel like it judges <laughs> me every time it sees me. That's right. Um, Andy? As I, long as you didn't have it in green, because you know how she feels about green. No, I didn't pick green. <laughs> I didn't pick green. Nope. Just probably just brass. Just bare bones, yep. minimalist kind of thing. Andy, I, I, I got stumped a little bit on Andy. I thought it's got to be something sailor. Yes. Because of his absolute yacht rock vibe that yeah, he's got that, going that, on. That woven belt with the yeah, sailboats on it. With the yeah. penny loafers and the, the whole thing. But I didn't think of like a specific sailor pen. There's a lot to choose from of like something over the ocean or like some sailor ocean related thing. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm open to feedback on that, but I just ran out of time uh, well, planning that. So but. we don't have it anymore, but we used to have some very nautical looking regattas. Monteverde Regatta. Oh, yeah. The Monteverde Regatta could so work. So th- that's a very... I think the, the term is from sailing. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's, that could work. That could work. If you found one that was not one of the crazy carbon fiber abalone ones, it needs to be like one of those... blue and white one. Blue and white ones. Or was like the, one of the OG or ones. Or the blue and yellow, I think, would okay. be okay as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those... Yeah. Any of those would work. Yeah. Um, Oscar, I chose a Lamy 2000. Mm-hmm. Really good. What he does. Yep. Understated. Reliable. Just very competent. He might be the person on the cast most likely to own a fountain pen. Probably. Probably. And he would be very specific and he about would, his preferences. And he would probably like he to probably talk wouldn't about let you borrow them. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and then I had Phyllis. This one was tough, but I chose a Banu Talisman Lavender. Oh, yeah. Because it smells. Just, it smells. Yes. Because of her perfume. Yes, that's a good one. And just, it's purple. You know, she always has like some, the flowery that's kind of That's a like really nature. good one. Well yeah. done. Thank good you. Good use of Thank new you. products. <laughs> and then Stanley, I chose the Pilot Varsity because he would oh, yeah. participate as minimal as he would need to. Yep. And would do as little work as possible. Yep. And that's the Pilot Varsity. Yeah. But all around decent pen. Fine. Yeah, it does yeah. the job. Yeah. It gets the job done. But no bells and whistles. No. Nope. You're not getting anything. Bare minimum. Anything more than the minimum. That's really well done. Thank you. You had some good picks. Thank you. You too. All right. Thank you. That was a fun question. Yeah, that was solid. Thank, Thank you, you, Justice. Justice. Yeah. All right. Moving on, Drew. All right. Uh, this is from Cats 753 This isn't a topic suggestion, but a suggestion for your next company anniversary. Mm. Since the ink splotch is no longer the original color, how about having it produced to celebrate your anniversary and maybe having a special bottle for your employees? Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, we could do that. We've sort of done that already. 
So we mentioned a couple episodes ago, if you weren't listening to that, that this splatter, our logo, was originally mm-hmm. Diamine Presidential Blue, but that then but got really, photoshopped yeah. again and again and rescanned. That's re-edited. what we used to make the like, original. So it hasn't yeah. actually looked like Presidential Blue in ten plus years. Yeah, and now it's a. Well, it's never looked like it, really. Yeah. I mean, but even the shading properties of it are not even the same yeah. anymore because now it's a full digital rendering. So yeah. it's basically got nothing. So that's what this that's like what cats original. means by the fact that it doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, so when we did New Year's Liberties Elysium, that was sort of modeled after our Goulet Blue, and then the most recent pen that we just talked about the blue skies with Monteverde um, that ink we literally used our hex code for that so we've kind of done that with a couple of brands already and that is that so, blue skies is pretty much as close as you can get to our logo but we haven't done like an explicitly like anniversary branded one it's been you know an exclusive that we've had that's basically been branded under the whatever the ink maker is mm-hmm. so that could be different that's certainly a thought I don't know I'm open to that but a special bottle for employees. I don't even know what that would look like, but we'd have to decide like what brand to go with. The I tough think. thing about it is usually when you're getting ink, you got to get it in pretty significant quantities. If you're looking at anything exclusive, let alone custom like packaging and stuff like that. So we have, we would have to buy way more bottles and would make sense just for our team. Or at least our team would have to take like 40 bottles each or something crazy just because we have yeah. to make make pretty big commitments when we do it. But I mean, an anniversary like and we've got we sell, it could make sense. And we've got varying degrees of fountain pen interest in our team. You've got the complete just crazy people. You've got the casual interest people. You've got the, yep, I have my pen and I'm happy with it people. And then you've got the, yeah, they're okay people. <laughs> yeah. It's not a requirement for people to be like no. bought and sold in love with fountain pens to work here. It helps. Especially in certain roles, but I mean, it's okay. We're not going to like let somebody go. But yeah, we would want use a pen any, every day. Any any exclusive <laughs> ink we have, we would want to share it with everybody, not oh, just sure. the people here. For sure. So yeah, I don't know. What brand would you all want to see? I mean, we could like white label something and make it our own brand, and you know, we're not going to like try to become ink masters. We would have somebody make it, and we could just brand it ourselves. That gets tough, especially with bottles, because when you talk. So I have talked to a lot of different ink makers. You want to talk about bottles? To do like a custom bottle, you're talking ridiculous quantities, like tens of thousands with a lot of bottles. So you basically have so to you commit have to, to starting an ink company. Yeah. Or what you have to do is you have to either work with an existing ink company that's using bottles, which then it's like, well, if we're going to use a shape of a bottle that everybody will recognize, why not just brand it with that brand as well? Um, or you have to take a bottle from like another industry, either in like cosmetics or food service or something like that. And then kind of like adapt that. So I was thinking like you have all these knockoff fragrances at the drugstore. If you wanted to get like a, you know, knockoff boss cologne or something like that. smells like Hugo Boss. Yeah, Yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, But we'd put some ink in it. I mean, that's an option. Hmm. There's a a cologne I bought uh, Sam years ago called Bros. I think it was a knockoff of like. It was Boss. Yeah, it was Hugo Boss, right? But it was shaped like a grenade. And bros. So a bros cologne <laughs> shaped like a grenade. And I was like, this is so tacky. I bought it as a joke. He kept it on his desk. He might still have it in there. He might still have it. And then I found they had a bros midnight. <laughs> <laughs> the bros midnight version. Actually, I don't know if the original bros was grenade shaped. Maybe it was bros midnight that I was don't grenade know. shaped. I don't remember. Ugh. But either way, it was just funny. So anyway, yeah, we could we could do something like that. I don't know. These are all good, good ideas, food for thought. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. We've never... 
it's it's on being honest with you i'm pretty terrible when it comes to like celebrating anniversaries and birthdays and things like that so i say for a pencast exclusive ink it can be brown ink with hold on hold on blue shimmer brian oh yeah <laughs> that's not a good combo <laughs> it is a good combo it's uh, beautiful i included you brian i don't feel like you're appreciative i was thinking what if you reverse that like a blue ink with brown shimmer yeah. or i guess you'd have to like a it'd be no more like you want to you want to put the more popular color front and center so brown, uh, brown predominantly, and then sprinkle in a little bit blue for the hipsters that like that color. What what would that end up looking like? Because they would kind of mush together. I'll tell you exactly what it would look like. It would look like diamine winter spice, just without the green sheen. I don't know if that's what it would look like. We'll have that, to try this. That is a brown ink with blue shimmer and green sheen. Okay. It is beautiful. I will take your word for it. I don't you know need to that's... you need to use that ink and get back to me on that. I have not used that ink yet. I can't it is judge. Gorgeous. I can't judge until it's I've used gorgeous. It. And when and if you don't agitate your ink properly and you run out of the blue sheen, you've still got a brown ink that shades green. It is lovely. It is earthy. It makes you one with terra firma. You are just having tea with Gaia. It is a delight. <laughs> wow, you're really selling it here. Telling you. All right. Also, butter popcorn. Have you used that one yet? I have used butter popcorn. Amen. That one's a good one. Yeah, boy. That was a good one. All right. Golden Sands is better, but you know, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. <laughs> All right. All right. I got a question for you, Drew. Bring it. This is from Juan Cisneros. Hello. How have the custom ground nibs been selling, and which is the most sold custom ground nib slash pen that you carry? And then which are your favorite custom ground nibs in your collection? And that's good because you definitely have some interesting custom ground nibs I have a few. that are things that we've never sold. So I have a few, yeah. these are two very different questions. Well, to answer your question, they've been great. They have sold really well and so well, in fact. For when we've that, had them. Yeah, when I we've guess. had them. So right now, I will tell you, we have a bunch of custom ground nibs on Esterbrook Estes, both in the Botanical Gardens color and the Nouveau Blue color. We also offer on the Homo Sapiens Bronze Age a couple of custom nibs done by Mark Bacchus. So we've got quite a few, and I'm really, really thrilled that we have those um, those bunches. I will say that um, what, as far as what the most popular is, I mean, you probably have to say the Mark Bacchus Homo Sapiens at this point because we've had it for so long. Like, it's been the, one of the more we've had that ones. we've had that yeah. for years. Mm-hmm. So um, like that, that that is our current longest running one. So that is available in a fine CSI and a medium. CSI and those are CSIs standing for cursive smooth italic. So there is some like a a a, um, a stub nib is kind of rounded but still gives you you know flat downstrokes and thin cross strokes and an italic is like a sharper version of that. This one's kind of in between that, mm-hmm. so it's you still get that solid line variation, but it's not as crispy and sharp as an italic. It's more smooth. But uh, so that one's great. But just in the past year, we've had some really interesting shakeups in the whole custom nib department, and that came from Esterbrook. So Esterbrook did an amazing thing, and I will say this for Esterbrook and its parent company, Kenro. Um, they work so hard to remain plugged in to the community, more so than I think any other fountain pen manufacturer representative does. And one thing they did was partner with a bunch of independent nib professionals. So CY from Tokyo 
is grinding a nib um, of his creation called the Techo nib that you can find on these Esterbrook Estes. That is a variable nib that produces a different line width depending on the angle that you write. Um, you have um, Josh Lax, who is um, creating the Scribe nib. Uh, that is also for, um, you know, Esterbrook. You've got, let's say, the Scribe nib. That is a, uh, that's like a stubby italic sort of thing. I, I kind of mm-hmm. forget what that one is. Um, Kirk Spear does a needle point for them, and that is what it sounds like. It's a very, 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 um, uh, no, sorry. The Scribe nib is like an architect. It's a modified architect. Right, right. Sorry about that's that. That's right. So modified architect from Josh Lax, needle point from Kirk Spear, and Gina Salarino from Custom Nib Studio has their nib, which is a journaler nib, um, and that is the stubby. You know, yep. it's like a really narrow stub, not unlike Mark Bacchus's CSI. I thought, yeah, it's like, like you know, it's like their own take on the. It's like a CSI. fine, like yeah, yeah, like a fine um, italic. All of them are so much fun to write with. So those nibs, as well as Mark Bacchus's CSI on the Homo Sapiens, deliver a different, unique writing experience as far as the actual stroke on the paper. But the best thing about them is that they all write consistently and really well because they have been hand tuned by somebody who has an eye for detail, a commitment to quality, and the experience to actually make it happen. And that's what I love most about all of these. Not the actual experience, but the fact that you get a fountain pen at its finest because a person has actually touched it and made it so. Not to say that a lot of fountain pens can't come right out of the you know, uh, uh, factory, what's the assembly line is what I tried to say. Um, perfect and fine, it happens for sure. But it can always be made better. Always can be made better by a nib specialist. And these are them. And you can actually get them without having to queue in their uh, line at a pen show or queue in on their website and ship mm-hmm. stuff out. Like, I just love that Esterbrook has made these available. And Mark Bacchus has committed to supplying us with these Homo sapiens yeah. for a while. Um, as far as what my favorite is, I love writing with a Techo nib. That's a super fun nib to write with. It's got a really cool imprint, too, which I personally love. But... It's kind of hard to say to not recommend the Homo Sapiens by Mark Bacchus above all of them because for that pen, the allure of the Homo Sapiens Bronze Age, mm-hmm. and then to make that plunge at that high price point mm-hmm. on what a lot of people consider to be a Grail pen, and then pay just for, you know, uh, um, what's the word uh, where something is? Oh God. Anyway, in, in relation to the price of the nib, Mark Bacchus's additional fee yeah. is relative. Yes. To pay a relatively <laughs> small fee. There you go. Um, to make sure that that very expensive pen writes perfectly. Yeah. Like that, that, that's what you want. That yeah. is a steal to yeah. be able to know that you're buying a Homo sapiens that is going to sing on the paper. Like, man. One plus two, the stub version that Visconti offers is a 1.3 three millimeter which a is a, it's a bit mm-hmm. wide for most folks it's not a super popular size like there's a reason why most stub nibs are going to be 1.1 or 1.0 yeah so you definitely get like a finer more all-around i would say usable stub nib yeah. with mark Bacchus's and, it's, and it is tuned to perfection yeah and that just i just i love that i can't advocate mm-hmm. it enough for that um yeah. and uh yeah so as far as what i have personally um i've got a few my favorite has to be a nib that I did purchase secondhand and the grind was done um, by uh, 
it was by nibs.com. Um, this was, uh, so it was either done, it could have been done by Gina Salarino or John Modishaw. I don't know who exactly did it, but it was a modification done to add flex to a 912, a Pilot 912 FA nib. So mm. it was an interesting modification because they didn't carve anything out of the sides. They actually thinned out the whole front section of the nib mm. by grinding away the bottom face of the nib oh, wow. so they just made it thinner so it was more bendy and then they also that's tough, that's tough to do yeah it looks consistent it, it looks challenging yeah and then uh but it didn't affect the actual top face of the nib right, at all right. you only you only see it if you take it off the feed huh. and then they grind ground down the tip to be a double extra fine so it is a needle point like writing with the tip of a knife but with flex. Wow. It is must my, just feel so smooth on the paper. It's absolutely not, but it is my favorite <laughs> nib. Of, it's my favorite pen. It's the one that I sent off to get Urushi. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's my, cool. my, by far my favorite pen, by far my favorite nib. Like that's, that's why I sent it to get Urushi yeah. modifi- modified is because I loved it so much. I mm. wanted a little bit more personality. In that's it. cool. That's yeah. really cool. Mine is a much more boring choice than yours. Okay. I chose the one that you've been talking up the whole time, the Mark Bacchus CSI grind on the Homo sapiens. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Just, yeah. In terms of like just all around good usable nib, mm-hmm. that one's cool. I do have a really cool nib. I The, the name of it fails me, but it was uh, one that um, Ralph Reyes had done years ago. And um, it was like three nibs like stacked well oh, wow. onto each other. I can't remember the name of it, but he said it took him something like – 150 hours or something crazy like oh, that wow. because he just kept ruining nibs Jeez. and like this was years ago when i went to the san francisco show i, I knew he had one him. called a tomahawk and i know he had one called a ragnarok i think but i don't know if either of those were stacked it might have been i think those just before, had a bunch of cuts out of them might have even been before those or some, yeah. sometime around that but this is this was a stacked one I, I wish i could remember the name of it I, i'm sure i've written it down somewhere um but it was yeah like, like a stacked so he basically took like kind of like the front section of nib and kind of like chopped it off so it's like very elegant looking mm-hmm. too but it's like a stack thing so it ends up being sort of like a um you know like the techo or like the uh, uh Togi, like that kind of a thing like a variable thing but it's just like super it's like a it's like an architect nib on steroids <laughs> it's, you can write the swath it's almost like when you take a parallel a pilot parallel and just like write with it real wide yes. it kind of does that that's amazing and it just dumps a ton of ink but it's really cool especially because like knowing how much time and effort he put into it in fact when he when i bought that from him he was like yeah i'm probably never going to make another one of these because it's just the defect rate is so high it's just not yeah. worth it so it's kind of cool and he hasn't been making uh, a lot recently so that thing's probably worth some money well it doesn't matter because I'm not selling it. <laughs> Nor should you. Yeah. So that one's really cool. But I don't like use that every day, especially because it's like such a custom thing. So I, can't, I can't replace it. So I'm just going to, that's a more of a collectible kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Moving on. Final question this week comes to us this one's from. A doozy. Doozy of a question. This is from Rowie. And Rowie allowed us uh, a little pronunciation guide. So I appreciate that always, from them. Always grateful. So this is a long one, so I'm not going to read the entire thing. But Rowie essentially is mentioning that uh, they, for quite a while, have been using Private Reserve Cosmic Cobalt for 90% of everything that they write. So okay. cool. Uh, cool. Rowie is curious about just the, uh, the benefit of using one ink and identifying because a lot of times and this is just kind of there, there's not really a question in here that's solid but i thought that it was a really mm. um interesting point that rowie brings up and that uh seven years ago they've just fell in love 
with cosmic cobalt. Mm -hmm. They said, this is my ink. And they want it to be like their like trademark. Yeah, like, exactly. They're when, a trademark. Somebody, when somebody reads a, something they wrote, they exactly. know it's theirs because it's their Exactly. Color. And we talk a lot about how the fountain pen experience can be a very intimate experience. It can mm -hmm. be a very expressive experience. And most of the time, when you really get into the hobby, you become interested in trying more and using more and figuring out what you like the most. And if you're like me, you never actually figure that out. Like, I don't have a favorite ink. I don't. It's a journey. Yeah, like, not at all. Not even close. Like, yeah. when I first started out, I absolutely did. And then it changes to, to a different one. Mm. Then it changed to a different one. And then now I'm like, don't, I, I can't even. I but you have something that, like, float to the top, right? They, they, but then next year it's going to be different. Mm. So that's, that's, but I like it that way. I prefer it that way. Hmm. But I, I wanted to know if you saw any merit or if you could ever imagine saying, you know what? Maybe the personal nature could be enhanced by saying, this is my thing. This one ink is my Brian Goulet ink, and it is going to, the more I use it exclusively, the more it's going to mean to me, and then thereby enhancing your fountain pen experience. What do you think about that? Yeah, I can see I can see merit to that. I mean, you and I in our position is a little harder to do that because, you know, obviously we have new inks coming out all the time, and part of what... I would be worse at my job if us. I did that. Yeah, I mean, we would just like not be able to talk about any <laughs> right. new inks that come out. Um, but I can certainly see, I can see the appeal from two sides. I can see it's like, I don't know, I think about like somebody like whatever, I don't know how true this is, but I believe it's like Einstein had like one type of suit. So that he just woke up in the morning and didn't have to think about what he was wearing that day. I've thought about that. I can see some merit to that. I do that with my socks. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, I buy all the same socks. Same, same black socks. Yep. Nice. I trained Joseph on that too. It's, I don't want to deal with matching socks. No. 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 Mm -mm. Old socks, new socks, so, so whatever. I, one I, gets a hole in it, I just throw out that one sock and I just match it up to another I, I one looked into that. Going. I looked into that one day um, <laughs> about a guy who had one outfit. Mm. And it was a like a, a, a very sturdy button-up shirt. Um, mm -hmm. It was white. Okay. Uh, not quite canvas, but you could feel the material. Like, you know, yeah. I didn't feel it, but you could see. Like a linen? Yeah. Like a heavy linen Like shirt? a heavy linen, exactly. Okay. okay. Um, so long sleeve shirt with a very particular um, short sleeve shirt, a short sleeve tee over that, and then a pair of, um, I think they were like cargo pants sort of deal. They look kind of like hiking pants, you know. I mean, so very practical. That's a good choice. But um, <laughs> his choice of the long sleeve shirt, you know, covered a lot of bases. Um, you could cuff it up. It was pretty versatile. Mm -hmm. And I definitely saw the appeal of that. Yeah. But obviously I, I like to wear things that <laughs> – are a little bit more expressive, so right. but but I definitely see the appeal, and yeah. if you, it's interesting that you can go one extreme and express yourself using all sorts of different stuff, but then you can go to the other extreme only using one thing, and that can be just as expressive. It becomes like your identifying thing. Yeah, yeah, I can see merit to that. I really can. I question in today's age how necessary that is. Like, I think the fact that you write anything by hand at all is pretty distinctive. That's fair. Let alone, like, your handwriting is going to be, what in the world was that? <laughs> <laughs> Alex is throwing stuff at us here. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that on the mic or whatever, but I was like, oh, one, of our one, of, one of our photographers just he had just, a magnifying glass hit like, the door. Hit the door, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I would Good job, Sherlock. <laughs> Um, so I would, yeah, I would say I totally lost my train of thought with all that. Um, 
where was I, Drew? I in this day and age, it's not necessary. You, you, oh, yeah, yeah, Your yeah, handwriting yeah. alone is going to be unique. Your handwriting alone, let alone the fact that you're writing with a fountain pen, is even more distinctive from probably most other people you know in your life, mm-hmm. let alone a very specific and consistent ink choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would definitely be distinctive. But I think you don't have to go that narrow to still accomplish the same kind of distinctiveness in other people's eyes. Because, you know, it's just not that broadly, like, people aren't that broadly familiar with fountain pens and all the different color variations of ink and stuff. So I think I can see the merit for sure. I think it definitely makes your life easier because you're like, well, this is my ink. This yeah. is what I use. And I could, actually, I could, I this, could is more, pre- this is like common. I hear this all the time. Yeah. And I've also heard this thing about brands too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I stick within this brand. Sure. It's easier. There's less of an overwhelming feel. I like when it. You go I know shopping. what it is. Yeah. yeah. It works well in all my pens, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's, in fact, you know, these days I would say there's a lot more people that bounce around and use different types of inks because there's so many options and cool stuff coming out. When we first started Goulet Pens, it was much more common, especially for people that had some pen experience that discovered us because we were coming, you know, we were talking about new products and stuff like that. It was much more common for them to be like, well, I've used, you know, Parker Quink Black for 30 years and I've never used anything else. Now, their motivations may have been different. It was just either habit or what was available or whatever. But like that was much more common, I feel like, years ago in the fountain pen world. So that is nothing unfamiliar of people just like finding something they like and sticking with it. Yeah. And that's them. Water, so, Waterman. Waterman blue Serenity or Blue. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's there's something to that. But it's I, definitely not know, as common as it used to be though. I don't feel like that's today's like fountain pen user. Like mm-hmm. a, somebody gotten into fountain pens in the last five years, maybe even 10 years. It's not the norm as much anymore. I think no. because you have so many options. Like to I remember, I remember speaking a lot to these, you know, legacy users when we first started, you know, doing this. Is yeah. we did get requests like, "Hey, Schaefer Red is what I use for grading papers. Parker Quink Blue Black, or you know, Waterman Serenity Blue, Mysterious Blue, or, or I've used Aurora Black, or whatever, yeah. and that's it. But and then when we we eventually discontinued all of those, and then you know every now and then we would still get people like, yeah, hey, why don't you have Waterman Blue? But now we don't get anyone asking. Almost nobody. Nobody. We get somebody casually being like, why don't you carry Waterman? You know, right? But like, it's, it's, like, it's mm. not it's not a big deal when they like, oh my god, I can't believe you like. You, There's just so many other options. No, yeah. and it's it the whole hobby has changed yeah. like the whole landscape I think has the, the visual changed. the visual medium of social media has had a lot to do with yeah that. a lot to almost do certainly and just the ubiquitiness ubiquitous ubiquity ubiquity yeah and ubiquity ubiquitousness <laughs> sounds in like an excessive number of syllables um the ubiquity of just information that's available and resources that people can you know small independent ink makers can make stuff and people are just pushing the boundaries and die availability and stuff like that is probably greater. So there's just a lot more options. So yeah, I would say there's merit to it. I think you don't have to go that narrow. Um, but if you do, I don't think you're in bad company. I think there's a lot of people to do that. Yeah. If you are one of those people, please let us know if you have an ink that you just identify with, like this is my signature ink. Like mm-hmm. if you were a pro wrestler and you had your special move that everybody <laughs> knows like, Oh my God, they've used the, that's the, the yeah. sledgehammer. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I'm trying the to actually, suplex. It's this the buttered popcorn. My God, <laughs> somebody stop him! You know, <laughs> then let let us know if if uh, someone sees something on the paper like, oh, I bet that's Brian Glitter wrote that right there. Blue water ice. That's right. 
I kind of have some distinctive inks that I've leaned towards. You definitely do. Much yeah. more color themed, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I will say, though, the downside is Private Reserve went away for a few years. Oh, and yeah. And then it came back. I bet your rally was concerned around but that time. This does happen. Companies will discontinue colors. Um, I remember more so in the early days of Ghoulie Pens, but we would get people who were like, I used Schaefer Peacock for forever. And it Schaefer was like, Peacock? Yeah, it was discontinued like a long time ago. I've never even heard of that one. They were like, I need a replacement because that that color is just exactly, I want the exact color and properties of it. And I was like, mm. Do you remember how long people were like searching for an analog for Penman Sapphire? Parker Penman Sapphire. Yeah, it's that, basically organic studio nitrogen. That's pe- that, much what it is. That's another thing that people don't ask about anymore. Penman, no. the, 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 the lure of... There's, and then Sapphire, like, eh, nobody talks about that well, anymore. Well, it was, like, discontinued 30 years ago. Yeah. So you just can't find it anymore. And there's, they've come out with a lot of other inks that are basically the same there's, thing. Yeah, there's so many, so many And Parker Pimmer Sapphire was a pain. Like, it was not, it was sort of like a base state blue where, like, the chemistry of it was totally different. Mm. And it would really mess up your pens if you mixed it with other inks and stuff. So that's why Parker discontinued this. This is a deep dive on something mm. that... You didn't even ask about, but you know, the whole Parker Penman line, they were really cool colors with like intense sheens and stuff, but they were like more basic instead of acidic. And mm-hmm. so like, they were kind of like, kind of like the base states. They were, they were, they were a little bit troublesome. And so they just caused too many problems in pens. So Parker just was like, nope, I don't and care that you like the color. Then that made people like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want it now. Now that I can't have it, mm, yeah. I want it. And then they, you know, there's a lot of other options now. Diamine Majestic Blue is it's kind of close. Certainly nitrogen is probably the closest, heaviest, sheeniest. Probably reserve electric DC blue. That's pretty similar too. So, and they're all pretty popular colors. Anyway, um, so the downside is if you're like, this one color defines who I am for the rest of my life, you're putting all your eggs in that basket. So you better stock up on that ink, which you certainly can. I mean, you can get what, 10 bottles of it and you'll probably last the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, very, very attainable in most things. Or you can just say, you know, whatever. If it gets discontinued, I can find something else that's close enough, yeah. you know, and just continue on. Because certainly if you change your slightly shade of a specific color that you use, no one's going to notice. It's just going to be you. So you can just kind of adapt in that. So anyway, yeah, I see the appeal, but, you know, to each their own, just like everything else in this hobby. All right. That's what we got as far as Q&A questions for this week. If you want to ask us questions in the comments, you certainly can. Or you can email us at pencast at gulepens.com if you're listening in your ears to us without, hmm. without your eyes. All right. Pen Spotlight, I think, is next, Drew. And, it is. And uh, we're going to show you. It's going to be a special one. A pen. Yep. All right, Drew. All right. I'm a little nervous about this because I know I'm not going to get the color right. This color is not going to be right. <laughs> just right off the bat. All right, all right, hang on. This. Hang on, don't, don't, don't do anything yet. Yeah, this color is just not going to be right. It is a teal, but teal just doesn't come across It looks more right. blue than green, at least on your phone monitor or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I'll put up some pictures so that you this can is the, uh, what see are we, the What are we even talking about, thing? Drew? The Iguana Blue. You just got a new pen, Brian. Well, actually, I, I don't know if you've written this one off yet, but you will. I will have written it off by the time these words enter your ears. So comes in the cool little Quaco tin. Not all of them come in a tin. All the all, did all the all sports come in a tin? Yes, they do. Okay, they had been pretty inconsistent about the tin thing for a while, but I guess that's better now. The all sports, the the regular ones don't really come in anything special, but the all sports do. This color just freaking rocks my socks off. It does. I love this. And again, don't trust what you're looking at right now on YouTube. Look at the images on our website, but. Right. Uh, 
it is more is, right now you're seeing something but you that can looks see like turquoise, some of the, the shiny you can see like that. so this fits into that awesome like anodized aluminum kind of matte but shiny just same thing with like the lamy all-star diplomat arrow you get this like gorgeous kind of glowing finish on the metal that i love and this color in particular if i wasn't so into like the mid-range blue like the cobalt kind of goulet blue this would probably be my like color that yeah. i do for everything because this this color also evokes an emotion in me just not as strong as the the goulet blue does but this one i really really like this color a lot um so if i mean if, if you're familiar with quaco pens it's nothing revolutionary oh i think it's i got it better brian the color oh, I just, I just, I just right, i'm not white. gonna i'm not gonna breathe i'm not gonna move no 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 it's I'm cool just <laughs> i just adjusted my white balance oh nice okay we're good so, all right so this is a much accurate much, much more accurate color that you're looking at now okay. if you're on youtube there you go um gold trim i guess it's just the gold finial and the gold plated nib it's a stainless steel nib but it's gold colored um let's see all sport so it is made of aluminum it's a really nice. interesting finish though it's not yeah it's like powdery it's it's like soft it does feel a little soft i feel like it's yeah, not slippery like no, most metal whenever i handle a kaveco all sport i feel like it has it i feel like I always feel a surprise that it's not cold and hard. It just, it, yeah. for a metal pen. It's soft and warm. Yeah. Is that um, weird? Am I lying? No, I don't think so. So there you can see it's like shinier. See, I don't know if I would be as, it, I mean, it would still look cool if it was shiny like that, the whole thing. But it would look like a very different pen. Very. I just love the softness of this finish. Yeah, that's really what it is. If I'm you kind of a sucker for this anodized If you ever finish. get an opportunity to visit a pen show and hold a Kaveco All Sport, You'll see what we're talking about. Well, it depends which one, because they do make them in different metals. So they right, have so not any of the raw stuff. We're talking yeah. about the colored ones. So if you had, they make a brass version. They made, I think, a stainless steel or a steel version. Are those still called all sports? I think so. Weird. I don't know. You I might have to check like me on that. they're like brass sport. You know what? You might be right about that. But then there you is there is brass. a raw aluminum all sport, though. Yes. And that one is shiny. That one's, not, that one's not coated like these are. It's different, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's shiny. It's more like tumbled. Yeah. Instead of this, like, because it's it's still raw aluminum. It's not powder coated. But it's not a shiny. Well, they make a shiny, like, shiny aluminum version. Mm. And they make one that's more of a tumbled. I don't okay. remember. I'm thinking of the shiny one. I don't know if we carry the I tumbled ones anymore. I don't know either. This is bad, but whatever. We're talking about the iguana blue. The colored ones, yeah. I like this. Iguanas are cool. I have no particular love for them <laughs> i don't think they're this color either i don't think so no they're more like footy brown <laughs> green brown muddy looking footy brown. <laughs> like, i don't know what that means but um now the thing with this so i'm not usually like a super pocket pen guy i have big hands smaller pens like this are not like always the best i thought i brought my converter did i bring it i didn't see your converter I brought a Kaweco mini mini converter. Did you though? I, you know, I'm doubting myself now. I thought I brought it. I guess I didn't. Well, maybe we'll put a picture over top because I thought I brought one and forgot. Oh well. You do have limited converter so options. So you do. It takes a short standard national short cartridge, which is what you see right here. Hey. The mini converter is about half the ink capacity of this. So it's not great. No. Honestly, just filling cartridges or just using cartridges is probably the better way to go. 
but you can use that little mini converter if you really are determined. But you can't, I wouldn't recommend eyedropper converting these. You can do it technically, but certain inks, especially with over time, inks, one of the components of inks is salt and salt will eventually like kind of corrode the, the finish inside metal pens. So I don't know if it'd be okay with aluminum, but it's just not recommended with any metal pen to eyedropper convert it. So um, yeah, there you go. But it comes with one cartridge, comes with the pen. Nib options, I got the extra fine one because that was what we had the most of on the shelf. We figured out today that Brian it. did not previously own an Allsport. I didn't have a single Allsport I don't either, collection. but you, you should have. Yeah, but I have like everything. Yeah. So the fact that I'm, and I love this color. I think it was one of those that just like, as soon as it came out, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this color. But we knew it was going to sell out really fast. So I didn't get one right away because I was like, I want people to be able to get this pen. I can wait. I have pens. I have plenty of pens. And then I just sort of forgot and never got around to it. And I was like, I even thought, I was like, Drew, I think I have one of these. No, I never did. But anyway, now I do slash will once we actually like take it offline. <laughs> but Drew grabbed it off the shelf right before the pen cast, and now it's going to be mine. Because so, we do most of our preparation minutes prior to this. I mean, we do a lot of preparation way more in advance, but there's always last minute things. It's usually about 24 grab. hours in advance, though. Well, you know, when you do a show every week, <laughs> you can only prepare with so much, right? It's all good. So anyway, there, there you go. we go. You know what I, you know, one of the pens that got away on my list. What's that? The Caveco All Sport Golden Espresso. <gasps> That was a good color, too. I know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't have one of those in my collection. It looked so pretty. That was a good-looking pen. I know. That was a good-looking pen. I know. A lot of the All Sports, they've been coming out with some bangers. They have the lilac one. The lilac was one. really nice. The rose. Or no, not, not lilac. It was violet. Uh, yeah. Something violet. Or was it something lilac? Mm. Violet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The lilac violet. It was uh, the purple one. The violet. It looked good. And then the uh, rose gold one looks really good, the too. The rose gold one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're on it. They're on it. Yeah, Keep it up, Draco. You, you and I both really love the way colored aluminum looks, though. I do. I'm kind of a sucker like, for it. Yeah, same. It's rare that I find one that I don't find really appealing. Yeah. Even if it's not a color that I would normally would be as drawn to. I, I do. Like the, like the Twisby um, 580 ALR Sunset Yellow. Yellow's not usually my jam, but put that yellow in like a matte metal finish. I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, is that matte though? Yeah, I think so. Well, there's a lot of texture going on in that pen, so it's kind of yeah. hard to tell. But yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's that 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 whatever. Yeah, you're right. It's not glossy process. No, it's I, do, I definitely shiny. do like matte though. Yeah, like yeah. like the Lamy All Star. Because otherwise, the shininess is just like too much. It's like, calm down. Yeah. Just calm down with the shininess. Yes, it should calm down. <laughs> All right, cool. Anyway, that's what we got. Iguana Blue, go check them out on our site. We have them. All right. Now we get to talk about... Nonsense! What's been going on in our fountain pen lives? That's right. That is part of our little spiel, isn't we it? We say it. We called it. Drew, you, I got to say, you're normally very prepared for this segment, and... No, you're I not was like, today. No, I didn't. I didn't write. I was like looking through my like my my my, my photos to be did like, did you just like not do a lot? What did I just... take a picture of this weekend? Oh gosh, I've got a picture of some Neapolitan ice cream. Okay. Um. Okay. Actually, somebody. Uh, <laughs> no joke. <laughs> right. Somebody asked me like, what what's a fountain pen color combination that you'd like to see? And I just sent him this picture. <laughs> Neapolitan. I want Neapolitan ice cream pen. Why not? I think that would be good. Yeah, right? It doesn't exist yet. 
Um, I'm sure there's a Neapolitan-ish pen combination somewhere, right? I don't know. There's no way. There's I mean, no I've, way that could have uh, never the, been done. The closest thing that I ever, ever did, I, well, I did something similar to it on the PenCast where I took a, a Vibrant Pink All-Star and a, cho- a Coffee All-Star and I swapped the caps and barrels and made pink and brown pens, okay. which I love, Okay. but I'm missing the white. So mm. not officially Neapolitan. Mm. So uh, Okay. I feel like it would need to be like a matte finish too. You couldn't have that it be should. shiny. It should, yeah. So I don't think it's out there, but I want it for sure. Let us know in the comments if there is a Neapolitan ice cream colored That Drew needs to pay too much for around. on eBay. And he will both. <laughs> or maybe know, we need to make one. He will give you both gratitude and. I feel like a Lamy Safari with like a matte finish could be a contender. Because mm-hmm. it's got like but three, you need three, three, of them. three different parts. Yeah, but. I don't know if they've ever done a matte brown safari. Oh, wait, no, I have one. The you bear. Have a matte brown yeah, the bear. bear. They've never had a regularly available matte brown. Or a matte white. Uh, they only had glossy white. Have they done it? But a then matte again, white. we're always wrong about this because they've, they've done, done, like done a matte, everything. They've done like a matte ivory, mm. which like maybe would be like French vanilla instead like, so of the, the, like, like the strawberries and cream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the strawberries and this, yeah, strawberry. Strawberry. And cream. Yeah. Two they, separate pens. They haven't done a matte pink, the though, cream. have they? Yeah, the the pink right now, the light rose, light rose. That's not that's not matte though. Yeah. Well, no, it's glossy. Mm. Oh gosh, it's glossy. We should know this. Is it really yeah. not? It's not matte. Yeah, you might be right. Shiny. I'm remembering. No. Mm, uh. Mm, yep. That's shiny. Shiny. Anyway, Have they not done a matte pink. I don't think so. Maybe they haven't questioning everything in my life right i know now. they've they've probably done it they've probably done everything remember how i was like probably. oh i wish they did a some concrete regional, gray yeah oh, it's out there yeah, like, yeah okay. somebody has it all right but uh yeah i'm not prepared so one thing that i definitely <laughs> did do is um <clears throat> start on my son's halloween costume it's july yep is this required like you need this much time in advance i might oh boy i what might is, what is he well remember when i made that like full-on armor thing when he wanted to be nova right and i had lights in it and everything yeah not doing lights this time but i am doing more foam armor for him so i went to uh harbor freight over the weekend okay bought some more floor pads i'm because... no str- i'm no stranger to harbor freight <laughs> oh yeah they did not have everything though i did need to go to lowe's to buy some contact cement Okay. Yeah. Um, they they had a very small adhesive section, but I got my mm. floor pads um, because that is what foam cosplay armor is made out of a lot of the times. Good to know. So that's what I'm doing. I'm following the same helmet plan that I did for his last costume. With um, I love some, that you have a helmet plan. I do. Yeah, you can buy <laughs> you can buy foam armor templates on Etsy um, uh-huh. that people have made. Yeah, of course you can. So this one's going to be slightly different. I'm not going to modify it as much, but one thing I am doing different. He wants to be a character. Um, he knows this character as Slade, who is a character from Teen Titans Go. Um, I know this character as Deathstroke, uh, which is a less kid-friendly name. But he's essentially DC's version of Deadpool. And I say that with an asterisk because Slade slash Deathstroke came before Deadpool. So let's get that straight. I'm a DC man, not a Marvel man. Deadpool totally ripped him off. But um, he's going to be uh, that character for Halloween. Okay, and I'm looking at him right now. First time so, I've ever seen him in my life. So the mask is going to have, um, in, in some iterations of this character, he has a full head helmet with one eye hole mm-hmm. because he is missing an eye. He wears an eye patch. Um, so Archer's only going to have one hole to see out of. He's committed. But uh, the helmet needs to be half blue, half orange. 
And in some iterations, uh, the more realistic depictions of this character, he has carbon fiber on one side. So what I'm going to do is keep the textured side of the floor panel okay. on that side. It's not it's not the one with like the fake diamond plate yeah, look. Yeah, it's yeah. the very, very detailed oh, one. Okay. And I'm going to have that flipped on the outside to simulate the textured. Uh, yeah, look. that'll look close enough. So I'm um, doing that. Uh, screwed it up royally last night. Had to re... You know, so all of it needs to be stenciled with, you know, I use gold Sharpie to get my stencils down and then a uh, razor blade, you know, box cutter to carve the shapes out of the foam and then contact cement to glue it together very precisely. So it is an effort, but I'm giving myself plenty of time and uh, by Halloween I should be done because I have to then seal it and paint it, all that stuff. So we're talking shoulder armor, chest armor, thighs, legs going to give them some bandoliers all, all the you're a better father than i all that i'm trying to convince my kids that they don't need to go trick-or-treating anymore <laughs> they're too old they're like the size of adults i'm like yeah. you're just gonna look sketchy walking around the neighborhood <laughs> like you guys are kind of past this oh well then you need to throw your own halloween party and invite uh friends do you have you met us <laughs> we're not doing that no way is that happening. Oh, man. No. But, uh, yeah, I did start that. So that's going to be an ongoing process. That'll be fun. That I'll, sounds fun. It is fun. I like it a lot. Is he going to, like, contribute? Because he's probably getting to the age now where he can, like, uh, help some. He probably could. But I, the fact that I'm already screwing this up, I'm not. <laughs> the I don't, blind leading the blind. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it, it is. That it's is not easy. Yeah. But I'm not going to light it this time. So um, well, that makes so, it less complicated. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Because that that required wiring and soldering and all sorts of stuff. But uh, I uh, speaking of ongoing projects, I have been adding more patches to my jacket. Surprise, surprise. Okay. I added two very large ones because I had the big Karate Kid bonsai plant on the back, but then mm. I allowed space on the back because I knew I wanted a very large Ghostbusters Ecto One patch and an equally large DeLorean patch. Both of which I finally bought, finally sewed on. So nice. It's getting to look pretty complete. Yeah. Um. Thanks to my lack of restraint and self-control and having <laughs> almost completely filled it up in just, you know, two months. So, uh, yeah, I feel, I, you know, feel good about that, kind of. But Yeah. Anyway. Do you have, like, an end state in mind for that? No. No, it'll be. Or it's a, just, like, once it, it kind of gets too full. It'll last forever. And I might start overlapping. I don't know. Or uh, removing patches and replacing whoa. patches. I don't know. Overlapping? That sounds like chaos. It does. I don't know if I'm going to do that or Can not. Can you even do that? Like, stitch through another patch? That seems I mean, hard I've, to I've do. I mean, I've well, you know, there's always the, uh, there's always the, um, the iron on route or whatever. No, no, no. The, the, oh, darn it. Whatever stitch my lovely comment section told me about, uh, the loop, loop, not flip stitch. Anyway, doing that. That's great. Hooray for that. I also thought about adding some sounds to my jacket, Brian. Sounds? Sounds. Yes. Like so, actual yes. audio sounds. Yes. Okay. So. My son is, you know, or not so much now. He goes through phases. He's been crazy about this TV show called Wild Kratts. I think I've mentioned it before. I've it's a nature show. show. That show I'm familiar with. Yeah. So he had a vest, a creature power vest mm-hmm. um, that had these little animal inserts you could put in the things. Mm-hmm. And then one day when he had gone to bed, I had purchased a, a little circuit with a little tiny speaker that could play a sound. If you got it into your computer, downloaded a sound, you know, recorded the sound directly onto the device. I opened up his vest, sewed this in there so that the middle little paw print, if you pressed it, it would play the 
transformation sound. And oh, I, I, cool. I ripped that off of YouTube, nice. got that in there. So he woke up in the next morning. I was like, hey, push this button. And then all of a sudden it made the transformation sound. So he loved that. I'm going to do that same thing with my jacket. Don't know where the button's going to be. But there's this particular sound that's, that was really popular in, like, I guess the early 90s, the late 80s. It, the technical sound is called an orchestra hit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that song? Oh, yeah. It's like, bam! Yeah. I love that sound. <laughs> I love it. Orchestra hit on I your just jacket? want that. Yes. I want to be able to hear that song whenever I want. Nice. It just makes me happy. It's, 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 a, it's, it's uh, heavily featured in Owner of a Lonely Heart, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, bam! You know? Yes. And it's heavily featured in the Turtles in Time soundtrack for the Super Nintendo. Nice. I like that sound. I'm going to put it somewhere on my jacket because yes. the whole jacket is just stuff I like. I thought about doing like different buttons. Like if you press the Ghostbusters patch, it plays the Ghostbusters theme. If you press it, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to be one walking button at that point. Yeah. Every, every time I'm, you like move or touch yeah, something, so you're just going to make a bunch of noise. I can't, I can't go that. can't go that. So we, have a, we have an electric piano at home that you can put into orchestra hit mode. And <laughs> literally every, oh my every key God. is just a different orchestra hit. Yes. So it's really funny playing like classical songs. It is such, isn't it a great so- sound? <laughs> It is, but it can be overdone. I've never heard it overdone, <laughs> but I'm going to attach it to myself, so maybe I will. Um, I mentioned last week, both to you and you, that I was going to go hatchet throwing with my brothers That's for right. my brother's birthday. Uh, my brother did have a birthday event. Sadly, he uh, was injured, huh? so um, we had to postpone the axe oh, no. throwing. Yes, it would not have been safe for him to throw axes. Oh, that's too bad. So we did not to do. So this wasn't an injury during the hatchet. No, throwing. it was not. Okay, it that's good preceded to hear. and probably would have been as you know further injuries may have occurred if he decided <laughs> to throw sharp objects. Well, that's not that's not good no. So we didn't do that. We went to um, Hibachi for lunch. Got some. Okay. Got some Japanese. Still get some blades food. near your face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And then we went to see Oppenheimer, and oh. so that was that was the extent of our event. Um, and uh, it was it was nice. It was a good good time with my brothers. I don't get a ton of opportunities to just kind of be out and about with them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, fun was had. Oppenheimer was good. Um, it was a very heavy duty movie, as you would expect. A, you know, long movie about the invention of the atomic bomb to be it wasn't i didn't rush out of the theater being like oh, i can't wait to see that again yeah but i rushed I let was, me see the sequel right yeah i was you were living in it <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> but i did walk out thinking that was a fine film that was a excellent piece of cinema for sure but okay. if i need to watch another nolan film it's going to be prestige probably if i want to rewatch something or interstellar this mm. one this one i'm going to need to take a while a bit heavy yeah yeah, yeah. So, but it was great. We did see it in IMAX, so like the sound was just oh, yeah. violent. Yes, like I felt like someone was just punching me in the chest. I mean, that's constantly. like what it was made for. Yeah, yeah. And the soundtrack was startling. Like mm. it would go from just talking in a room, and then just a thud, just in your soul of a incredibly loud cutaway. Like it was. Wow jarring at times but definitely an experience definitely mm-hmm. a very good theater experience i'm glad that i went and saw it in the theater at, at home it would have been sadly watered down mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was nice um and then the next day this was sunday i took archer to a, a bike track at um uh, deep run park over on uh ridgefield i don't know yeah. if you've ever been to that one I have. so they have this uh you know asphalt 
kind of it's like paths. No, no, not paths. Like oh, a ra- uh, rampy, uh, rampy stuff. That's got a name. I can't remember what it's called, but yes, oh, like a pump track. I think pump track. Yes, yeah. that's what it's called. I've never heard that term before. But. I think it's for mainly for skateboarding, so that mm. you can like you can just more or less go continuously. Oh, gotcha. So you like lift up, and then when you go down, you get that. You know, oh. so it allows you to just go and you can do it on a bike too and rollerblades and stuff yeah, yeah yeah there were there were people rollerblading there so i took him there because i showed him a picture of it and he's like yeah, yeah i'd like to try that now keep in mind he just learned how to ride a bike this calendar year okay um so not a pro at this i sure. was a little skeptical that he would want to pursue this once he saw it and got out there and he mm-hmm. was definitely hesitant um but after about an hour he was doing the whole thing really yeah i was really really Good impressed very proud That's of him cool he he is a very safe kid, like mm. not a kid who falls over a lot yeah. or takes unnecessary risks. So he's great at wiping out. He just lets his bike go, raises his hands up, hops off of it. Like I'm, I, he he does a great job. He does he never he has not once gone down with his bike ever. Nice. And uh, he's always been very very careful, very cautious. Mm. So mm. Um, everything went well. Um, it was hot. Yes. Pretty miserable, but there was an ice cream truck in the parking lot, so we were able to uh, partake. I got a little, I got an ice cream sandwich, and he got one of those, you know, atrocious, deformed Batman Char- faces. Bars, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he he loves it. The worse the face looks, the happier he is. So, yeah, which um, is easy to do because they all look terrible. Absolutely, that's great. So yeah, that was nice. Um, and he started to read manga, which um, okay. I don't have any experience with, but I'm just happy he's reading. Uh, he wanted to, he heard from people at his after school program that, uh, thought that the manga one piece was something that he wanted to read and it's about pirates. Okay. I don't know anything about it. I did a little bit of research just to make sure it wasn't like super inappropriate Mm. from what I could gather. It was okay for a nine, almost 10 year old. Um, I guess he's not almost 10, whatever. Uh, so went ahead and, you know, purchased one for him. He blew through it. It was like the collection of the first three graphic novels okay. blew through it and um now he's on the second one which is four five and six he's just loving it just wow. absolutely loving it and for a while we were like all right make sure you read some chapter books but the more we talk to other parents and teachers we've just kind of moved to the point where if he is reading that is reading good. something if yeah. he is holding a paper book in his hand and reading printed words yeah it's okay especially for the summer like mm-hmm you know, we're, we're happy with it. So, and the fact that he is excited about reading like that, that's the thing we want to help facilitate. That's that's the thing at this age is just getting them excited about it. Yeah. And he is very excited. So he's, he's loving it. He's talking about it constantly. Um, so, uh, that's the thing. And he's learned how to read, you know, manga backwards because you know, you have to, did you know that about these books? Oh yeah. It's like right to left, isn't it? Yeah. Left to right. Yeah. And you, you actually, you turn the pages opposite too. So the spine of the, the spine of the book is pointing to the right if you okay. are holding it about to open it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting, but he's been super into that. So it's been okay. neat. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I started watching Marvel's secret invasion TV show. So uh, it's okay. <laughs> I, re- I, 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 I finished, DC guy. I finished, um, cause I, cause Shannon has been doing a lot of rehearsals. So I've been watching uh, star Wars rebels, which is an animated uh, okay. show. So I finished that. That was excellent. Um, and I had to move on to something. So I'm picking, Secret Invasion. It's fine. We'll see. I'm just one episode in. Okay. Can't say I'm hooked, but yeah, I'll finish it. It's information about the whole Marvel lore. I want to, yeah. you know, 
keep that up. It's always interesting. It's we'll see. It's, it's you know, yeah, it's popular for a reason. Yeah, pretty much the whole thing, the whole ecosphere. At this point, it's just kind of like I'm watching it just because I'm invested. Yeah. So I'll keep up with it. Yeah, like, I don't have anything better to do. <laughs> that was like me when I watched Private Practice with Rachel. Yeah, I didn't like the show at any point. But I was Which, like, I, I want to know. I, I want to know I what happens. Know the, I already know the characters. Yeah. and let's ride this thing out. Pretty much. I like being with Rachel. So I was like, Yeah, that's me, but with the dogs because <laughs> Archer's asleep. Shannon's at rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. If I go into the den and play my games, yeah. I don't want them jumping up on the love sack. Mm. Because then I have to go, I have to cover it with something and I don't yeah. want dog smell on that thing. Mm. So I stay in the living room and watch TV in there. So there yeah, it's all right. All right. Hey, whatever works. That's pretty much it for okay. not for not having written down anything. You I think I recalled did, plenty. You've recalled quite a bit. <laughs> Better than I would have done. I had to think about it. Um, so me, I, let's see here. Friday, we took our kids to King's Dominion. Mm. Did the water park there for the first time this season. It's pretty hot, right? It was. It wasn't that bad on Friday. Good, That's okay. part of why we did it, is because it was like high of eighty five, and it was like it was a Friday, so wasn't super crowded. Nice. So it was like, okay, this is like our opportunity to go and do it. Mm. So we did it, and it was great. And the kids wanted to ride a bunch of things and a bunch of water things. They're not big, not real big on roller coasters at large. Do you all four ride it at the same time? Um. Well, these are like water rides, so there's like That's not that many rides that you can do all at the same time oh really there's not like four person rides there was one but it was shut down oh okay. so we did they have some that were like tandem tubes mm-hmm. and stuff like that so those we did we mixed and mixed it up with each other did you do parent kid we we mixed it up oh yeah we mixed it up yeah okay rachel and i did one together and she was like wow it's a lot faster when you're on the tube <laughs> and i was like story of my life i know nothing else i been fast quickly going down slides that is that is my life story. One of the moments my <laughs> life flashed before my eyes was when we were at a water park together and you, myself, and two other coworkers. That's right. We it was were, in one of those like big tube. Big, we were absolutely over the weight limit. Group tube things. Absolutely. I don't know about that. Oh, we, oh, no, no. We launched down that thing and it took us on a sharp arc upward. And it, it was arced one of those upward, like tornado looking ones. It arced like, upward so much that the things started to fold in half it did yeah. and collapse and i'm on the bottom and i see in that I'm, particular instance i was on the top which is not the I see most two, ideal way i see two not <laughs> insignificant humans folding toward me that was fun luckily it it descended yes. right before it actually folded in half that was fun was it yeah it was fun yeah i love the i love free fall feeling oh so like I no love, sir those are my favorite oh roller coasters God. yeah no sir i'm no, fast and i want free fall i don't like the ones that are super jerky i don't like it and spun around like crazy no so much. no 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 i don't like any of that but i like fast and free fall i like i like very slow boats on tracks <laughs> lazy river yes <laughs> those types of things yeah we did plenty of that too but it was fun yeah i did like the the body slide that's just like straight down like six stories mm. just a wedgie maker mm. yep i did that that was fun oh my god i hadn't done that in a long time and i was like let's see if i still got it and uh it gave me such a wedgie it was but no injuries incredible. no no injuries. i call that a victory it was fun it was fun i'm, I'm i mean i could i can go fast down a water slide i'll tell you that much but that was fun so that was really cool we did that and then um let's see here i took a big dump trip so had all my all that stuff that I got from my sister's place plus some of my own stuff. It was kind of the point where it was like, okay, we have like a little local transfer station mm-hmm. that I can bring stuff to. But like if you bring like too much, like especially like wood and stuff like that there, they like 
you really might need to go up to like where the county courthouse is to that dump. You know, oh like, yeah. So I was like, let me just let me just proactively take it there to like you know save save the hassle. So I did. But what that what that did is I came. I don't go up that way very often, but it brought me back to both of our previous Goulet Pens locations. Oh wow. So both like our old house. Oh yeah. When you first started out. And then our old office before so you we crossed moved over here. the tracks. Yeah, so I like did the whole yep. thing, and I saw both our places. And I was like, oh, "Hey, wow. there's that place," and just like seeing all the things that had changed. And even though it's in the same city, I don't go up that way that very often. So it was just kind of fun, you know, just getting to see the old nice. stomping grounds. You were. It's very likely that Shannon was right over there at Hanover Tavern while you. Oh, I passed right by. Yeah. It, so it was I didn't know. Yeah. Actually, Constant rehearsals. Could have said, "Hey." <laughs> Um, and I last week did go hatchet throwing. I know. Tell us and about that. Knife throwing and spear throwing and like shuriken throwing. Oh my god! And this other thing, I forget what it was called, but it was basically like a big metal frisbee that's just all blade. So I got to throw that too. Dang, that seemed hazardous. But I mean, I so guess sharp they all, are. all the way around, even where you yeah. were holding it. Yeah, you had to kind of hold it. I mean, it wasn't like super sharp. All right. But you had to kind of like hold your thumb on the inside of it, and then you 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 wrap your hands around it, but you're not like di- like grabbing onto the blade. You're holding onto more of the sides of it, and then you sort of fling it like off your your thumb. So not like a frisbee. Fingers. No, you're not chucking it like this. You're throwing it like overhand, kind of mm. like that. So still very hazardous, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I found out that I like throwing sharp things. Rachel, she's usually on board with my crazy ideas. But this, she just did not. She just does not understand. So what happened? Of course, this it is, was like it was like it was, it was a company sponsored. Event, it was a company. Though. Yeah, it was a company thing. So, so you didn't we approve went, of the company sponsored event. No, no, she was fine. She didn't. She didn't go. Oh, okay. She wasn't. She wasn't into that. So what that. didn't she approve of? Well, this is where I'm going with this story. Oh, so God. I had never done anything like this. Oh God. But I have hatchets at home. Oh God. And like part of you, you go and you do it, and then you get instruction. And I was like, oh, this is fun, and it's not that hard. <laughs> All I need is like <laughs> something to throw it at and I could do this at home. So I built my own hatchet target. Oh, you built that? Yeah. I saw a picture, but I assumed that that was like from, didn't you say like Ellie was wanting to do archery or something like that? Well, that too. So hold on, hold on. So, so the, 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 the target, you had not, you didn't already have that. No, I built it. I assumed it was from Ellie. No, 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 no. You built that to throw hatchets at? I built that. to. Yeah. You spray painted the thing on it yeah. and everything? Yeah. Yeah, I built it. That Adam, same day? Just so, yeah. Yeah, I did. You went home. I went you home. went to throw axes yes. professionally. Then you went home, yes. built a wooden target, yep. Yep. spray painted a bullseye on it. Yep. And threw more hatchets. Yep. <laughs> this is what Rachel doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, mean, that's I, awesome. That's- so it just so happens that like some of the like, old fence stuff that I took from my sister's place. Mm. It's all like, you know, five and a half, six inch wide boards that are like three quarters of an inch thick. They're already all like old and that kind of stuff anyway. I was going to throw them out. So I was like, well, before I throw them all out, I hadn't gone to the dump yet. So I was like, before I throw them all out, let me just like glue them all together and put them on a stand and throw hatchets at it and see if it just, see if it works. See if I like doing this enough. Turns out I, I like doing it. So, yeah. So I built the, I built the hatchet stand. Wow. So like, Rachel's oh just my like God, my face hurts. So I was I was like, it, it was getting to the point. Okay. So that so there's that. So there's the there's the hatchet thing, and then I and then I 
I did go and buy throwing knives too because I didn't want to just throw hatchets. Throwing knives are pretty cool how, too. So how soon some... after the initial hatchet throwing did you start buying throwing knives? I bought the, well, see, I built the hatchet. That was what, on Wednesday? And then I, it was on Saturday on my dump trip. I went to, I stopped by Bass Pro Shops and got some throwing knives. I'm surprised they had throwing knives there. and and the and the the bow and arrow. So the bow and arrow is you bought a bow and arrow too. It's related but separate. But yes, I just got in a throwing mood, I guess, or a, a, a shooting <laughs> shooting throwing mood. Um, oh I've wanted God. I've wanted to teach my kids archery for a long yeah. time because like you mentioned doing with archery, mm-hmm. and I remember being a kid at like summer camp and like learning how to shoot bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. It was like very satisfying. Yeah, I love I I love shooting bow yeah. and arrow when I was a kid. yeah. And so I was like, you know, okay. I wasn't going to get like a really nice thing, but it's like you can get starter, you know, yeah. bow and arrow type things. So they had like a starter kit, kind of like a, it's like a very simple compound bow with arrows and all the stuff. Something that you and, and the kids can yeah, handle? Yeah. It's like, okay. it's so that's the thing is like, if it was like a youth bow and arrow thing, then it would be like, I can't use that. That's too small for me. If you want, but if you want a big ass, like freaking 50 pound pull recurve, let me know. Oh, I might. I, I just kept it because it was my grandfather's. I don't want it. I don't. It's too heavy. I've used it before, but it's a Browning. It's a really nice bow. It needs to be restrung. Okay, but it is a beast. Okay, like I, it, it's nice. I will, it's nice I will talk to you. Yeah, about no, this. no, you can, you can I'll have talk it. To you I've about it's this. been in the attic for years. I have no. But use see, for like it, but that, I want to get rid of it. That like, I mean, I, I may very well do that because now I. Yeah, I'll bring it. I'll bring it. You can have it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Didn't know. Um, but the kids, like, they can't they can't use something like that. Yeah. And, like, they're too big now for, like, a youth bow, like a, you know, something like a seven or eight. Oh, no, this is use. a perfect Brian bow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted something that the kids could use, yeah. but that also I could use, mm-hmm. you know. And they're at the age now where I'm like, oh, we could get, like, a, a larger starter bow and arrow thing. And so I picked one of those up along with throwing knives. Oh, and, wow. And then it was like... Okay, you can buy like archery targets like that, these blocks of like foam and whatever, but they're like 80, 90 bucks. Yeah, talking about those, those like yellow jacket or yeah, whatever. Thing. They're like yellow and red. So expensive. Yeah, the and one I was, I was looking like, at was 75. And I was like, well, it's just like, you know, I know it, it, it's got that sort of, you know, it's like that dense, like the, the Kaizen foam, I think is what it's called. Well, it's like, it, it's it, the, the the outside texture is that um, it's like what some sort of like, you know, like sacks that you would find in like rice and coffee beans, you know, so yeah, that yeah, yeah. you can puncture it and then you can like mess it up and refill the hole. Sure, sure. So that's an important thing to have yeah. because a, a hole is not a permanent right. hole. Right. So I, I get that. I get it. I get it. But it's still, man, like, and also I don't know where, I don't have a place to put it. Yeah. It's a big cube. It's a big cube that yeah. doesn't get smaller. No. <laughs> Well, so I was like, all of this is like, I don't know, like, is it going to be into this? They've never tried it, but they're not doing like a summer camp or anything. So it's like, I want to expose them to some of this stuff, but it's like, okay, how can I do this, you know, so that if they're not into it, I could still use it or they could, you know, try it again later or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's minimal investment. So I was like, well, when I learned, whatever, 30 years ago, we just used hay bales. Yeah. And then just put targets on hay bales and hay bales work perfectly. And I was like, well... It's a place right down the street where I can get hay bales. I got a hay guy. So I went and got some oh hay bales. So now I was like looking at it and I was like, I have my pickup truck with a trailer filled with garbage that I hadn't <laughs> taken to the dump yet. I have this hatchet throwing stand and hay bales all in our yard. And I was like, Rachel, I'm sorry. We're getting like increasingly more like rural, like rednecky <laughs> in our yard. 
It's like, all I need is like a car up on blocks oh, and I'll man. just be a big stereotype. No, like, you're, yeah, you're sorry. Too, no, you've got, you've got a shed with a tiled floor, Brian. You're, 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 you're still, you're, you're a fancy country man. <laughs> yes. Whatever, whatever, whatever cross section there is there, country bougie, whatever it is. But anyway, sometimes I get into these things and then when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, I can see where Rachel is having a hard time connecting I, these I, dots. I love it. I love it so much. But, my question is, when are, you, when are you going to make your own spear for throwing? Because oh, I'm definitely, it's all my short You know lists. how to weld, you know how to turn wood. I definitely want to do that. For sure, I want to do that. Yes. Yeah. I want to make all kinds of stuff I can throw. This oh is my fun. Gosh. I don't I, know. Do you, do you have a, um, a bench update for us? I don't have a bench update. Okay. But I did complete the shoe rack for Ellie. And okay. And painted it and all that kind of stuff. Look at that. And I, I, I finished, I completed, I didn't only think I took a picture of it, but I completed the like latest thing for the backgrounds for photo. Yeah. I did this piece of wood and I distressed one side of it and the other one was clean. So I did that. So. Tell, 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 tell our friends how you distressed the wood. I heard about this this oh, morning. Oh, the distressing? Okay. So <laughs> if you have wood that you want to look aged or distressed, it's a lot of fun to make that happen. <laughs> Because you're trying to accelerate like 30 years of wear. I wish I wish that I had. I, I, just, I loved my, my visual of this. So I, yeah, I you want you to, to share this with You just have to friends. get really creative. You're like, well, how do I get wood to have like indentations mm-hmm. and other things like that? So what, what did you grab? So the first thing that I grabbed was just some like, like really thick chain, like three eighths inch chain. And I just beat it. I just, I had to put a glove on because it was bouncing up and like smacking my knuckles and it really hurt. So I put on this padded glove and I'm just, just have this thing on my workbench and I'm literally just like whacking it with a chain over and over again, trying to get the pattern to be like somewhat random. In retrospect, do you wish you had a, you had put on a particular song for this, for this moment? That would have been great for a song. Yeah. I don't know that I, I was, I think I was just like listening to a podcast or something, but a song would have been great for that. I don't know. Some kind of like montage, mm-hmm. you know, type thing, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, so you, I did so that. you spent some time just whipping up, Piece of wood just with some chain. A piece of wood with chain. Yeah, yep. right, that was the most go. dramatic one. And then I took a big, you know, just like handsaw, and just sawed on it in a few places, and then kind of like scratched the saw kind of all over it, and hit it with the saw, so the teeth made marks and stuff like that. You didn't throw any throwing like, knives into it. No, I didn't do any knives. Okay. No, it was, it was a very controlled setting here. It sounds very controlled. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, I did that before I'd done any axe throwing. So oh, okay. you know. Then I could have just like set it up on the stand and just like chuck stuff at it. But, you know, um, and then I took like rough sandpaper and just like scuffed it up in random places. And then I like did some like different colored dyes and stuff like that to kind of age it and all that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so you are not particularly peaceful with your woodworking this weekend. I'm getting increasingly destructive. You yeah. Know? Like you're throwing sharp objects and whipping it with chains. And I mean, it sounds... There's not a lot of finesse involved this weekend with you and your woodworking That's the hobbies. Thing, though, that you think <laughs> I don't even know how I can explain this with a straight face. I was I was I was very you meticulously think... whipping it with you heavy would... chain. Okay, that was not graceful. <laughs> that was just pretty much brute force. But but it's it's controlled and artistic too. Oh, definitely, yeah. But like the the hatchet and like the knife throwing and stuff, it's not like wild. No, no, you're right. It's it extremely. Is controlled and precise yeah, yeah. like that the hardest thing with that is just to get it to even hit and stick in the yeah. thing there is finesse involved. so you have to like be very you know it just takes a lot of practice to do it so anyway i'm out there doing that and then i'm so hot outside uh, yeah i do that for a while and i come in and i'm like all sweaty and gross i'm like rachel look and i have some like video <laughs> that i showed and she's just like what 
are you doing? I don't even know. <laughs> she's like, I don't even, she can't even like feign understanding of this. Oh my God. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where all that, that goes. That is amazing. But adventures, I love so adventures much. of Brian Goulet. Mm-hmm. But I will say it's every bit as fun as you think it is. So when you do I finally get to well, go, when you mentioned When you mentioned the spears, I told my the brothers. The spear was, was like, my favorite thing that we threw. Because we were planning on going somewhere else. And I don't know if they had all of the different. So I'm going to next time. I told you okay. know my brother. I was like, okay. all right, we'll put a pin in this. We'll go somewhere. But before I go next time, I'm just going to go to whichever place has the most variety of missiles. So yeah, um, something is technically a missile if it's thrown, right? Or does it yeah. need to be launched? Nope. Anything okay. thrown is a missile. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, I want lots mm-hmm. of missiles. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Less crazy adventures. Let's see here. What else? So the kids also got to try archery and. I got Rachel to try it. She had nice. never shot a bow and arrow in her life. And I was like, Rachel, I was like, come on, will you try it? She would not let me record it. I was like, I will respect that. But she shot five arrows. Nice. And she was like, yeah, this is really hard. And I was like, okay. It's like a 20 pound draw on this thing. On a compound. On a compound bow. Yeah. So I'm like, but like both her and the kids are like, oh, this is really hard. And I was like, okay. <laughs> They're like, you just don't know how strong you are, Brian. And I was like, well, it's because I whip. I was wood with chains 20, 20, all day. <laughs> Twenty pounds is like not nothing. It's, it's not nothing. You have to you have to pull it. Yeah, that, that's, intentionally. That's, that's a, yeah, it's a yeah, pull. Yeah, but it's like it's just so funny because like both of the kids tried it and then Rachel tried it and I was like, wow, they're obviously related. Especially Joseph. Joseph yeah. and Rachel just had the same like like okay, I'll try it and it's like <laughs> trying it like to a point and then just being like. Okay, I'm I'm like done with this. That's you know, it was, so it's just like they got the same kind of a thing. Yeah, they Ellie, do, Ellie, Ellie would like latch onto it a lot yeah. more. I think I'm gonna get her to like. They do, do archery every Monday at um, Archer's um, after school. Nice. Or no, right now it's a summer program. That's but so great. That's yeah, so cool. Every, every Monday, so it's good. Yeah, it teaches yeah, discipline. It teaches patience. Yeah. Yesterday he, he came home. And he was like, "Yeah, the compound was being used, so I had to use a recurve, which was a little bit more difficult." But yeah. So he knows the different bow types and everything. Yeah. Good, good. Him. It's awesome. I mean. Those skills are not directly transferable to most other areas of your life these days, but you know it's all building experience. He like, as long like as that. it's not a team sport, he's into it. There he you just, go. He, he just he I scoffs just, at anything that was, involves team. Sports. I was the same way as a kid. Yeah, like I did track, track and field. That yeah. was as teamy as I got yeah. in my sport. He just he doesn't like you know, nah, he doesn't like teams team sports and it's not for everybody. No, yeah, um, and then also speaking of movies. I watched some movies recently with some the family. Some movies. We watched three movies this oh. weekend. We watched Wreck-It Ralph, <gasps> which we had never seen, which I thought was great. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that. fantastic I movie. was like, why didn't we watch this sooner? Um, and then we watched Ralph Breaks the Internet nice. right after that, which I liked even more. Oh, because, yeah. Because like, I get more of the references Oh, my gosh. Stuff. The whole princess scene. It was pretty good. Oh, so good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Like, I... I genuinely was entertained and was like laughing. Archer knows what Archer knows what scams pop ups and you know oh, yeah. all this stuff is because of that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And like Bill Hader was great in there and everything. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, like very entertaining. When I tell, I was talking to him about microtransactions the other day and describing that, and I was you know kind of talking about like how you know, and he's like, oh, kind of like this thing on Ralph Breaks the Internet. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They were pretty on point with it. And then the other thing we watched was High School Musical. Which I had oh, never seen. Okay, that's the entire context. A yes, Ellie wanted to watch it, and mm. it was like, okay. Now, what we have watched before is the bad lip reading version 
of High School Musical. Oh, yeah. Which is friggin' hilarious. Yes, I've seen that one. I love it. And yeah. the songs are great. And we mock them all the time. But we've never actually seen High School Musical. And Ellie's a tween. Isn't there like and so, a bunch of them? Oh, there's so many. Yeah, but this so you is just like watched the, the first OG. one. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was it from like 2002? 2003, I think yeah. it was. Wow. So we watched it and I was just like, oh my gosh. Ugh. It was like so overdone. It was like yeah. very like early 2000s Disney. Oh, man. With like Zach Efron. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm old enough to be his dad in this movie. Like, <laughs> I relate more to like the parents and teachers in that yeah. movie, obviously. Um, but anyway, Ellie found it very entertaining. I was like, had to bite my tongue not just to be making fun of the movie the entire time yeah you wanna but be cool with that i was just like oh that's the plot because i've only watched the bad lip reading version if you haven't seen the bad lip reading version of high school musical watch it, it watch all watch all the bad lip reading everything yeah but a lot of the bad lip reading stuff is just pretty random you know yeah. it's just like random nonsense terms that seem yeah. kind of funny but a few other things are fantastic like the high school musical because it actually has like a plot and stuff like that and the songs are great in there and then i love the um michael buble uh music video that he dubbed over uh called russian unicorn they're all good and of course the yoda song about the seagulls is fantastic yes yes lots of star wars bad lip reading and stuff anyway so that was all really good and then last but not least i finally seeded over the mud patch that covers my log grave so that was a (laughs) Just a fun sentence to nice. say. So because I bought all the hay that I use for my, you know, archery targets, I just bought extra hay and I used it to cover the seed that I spread over my log grave patch. So that's what I've been up to lately. I'm looking at our notes here, Brian, mm-hmm. and I don't know if Roey is still listening to this, but the person who wrote us wrote in about the singular ink use. Yes. Uh, wrote is really name pronounced like row e and i called it rowie the whole time you did because like i don't apparently i don't know what r o w spells it spells row like row your boat and i'm like oh row Brow. what's wrong with me i don't know if you put a b in front of it, it's brow so it's not bro they specifically oh, no. wrote it down so that i could say it right and i still didn't say it right, right. well rowie sorry about sorry, that sorry rowie i didn't catch it either golly i'm the worst anyway there you go. That's our what's happening stuff. One quick weapon update and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. All right. So quick company. Actually, I, I do have two company updates. Ooh, one I forgot to write updates. down. So one is that we have a pen cleaning and tuning sale going on right now, which does include the feed cleaning brush yes. in the ultimate pen cleaning set. The most advanced piece of fountain pen technology <laughs> ever conceived mm. by... A U.S.-based retailer. Mm, okay. We talked last week about... If you go narrow enough, then the statement can be true. Revolutions, evolutions. This is it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is the next step in mm. fountain pen technology. There you go. And its advancement. The most advanced fountain pen technology adapted... And you can only get it here. Adapted from oral hygiene. Don't try to use <laughs> anything else to clean your feeds. <laughs> anyway, so we got that on sale. You can go check out those. I think we're running it through early next week. Um, and then last but not least, we are going to be raising some prices on our ink samples because a lot of the prices of the ink have gone up for us. Yes. So just wanted to give you all a heads up. It's mostly like the most inexpensive samples and the random ink samples and like the ink sample package set, uh, the random set, because 
basically because the prices have increased on most of our bottles of ink since we last increased the price of our samples, especially the random ones. We're just, there just aren't as many like really affordable samples to include in there anymore. But we like looked at other people that are offering samples. We're still competitive, but we just need to raise the price a little bit more so that we're not losing money when we sell samples. So um, yeah, that'll be happening. I think we're gonna do it next week. So you have a little bit of a heads up, but anyway, just thought I'd let you know. And then we can wrap this thing up. So I wanna thank you all for watching. Look at that, Drew. Do we even break, oh no, we, we split up this yeah. one. Don't, so don't, don't, don't get hours. excited. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for watching. Please leave us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing in the comments. Um, you can ask us questions for future shows. Check out gulaypens.com for ink, paper, and pen needs, of course. And like and subscribe to all our channels. And I have a random fun fact for you, Drew. Tell me this. by Oppenheimer. Oh. So this is a atomic bomb-themed fun fact. Great. I need more of that. So, yes, this will be really... Sure, it's uplifting. Awesome. It's, uh, I don't know, take it as you will. Mm. Like it or not, it's just a thing that happened. Uh, so America accidentally dropped an atom bomb on Mars Bluff, South Carolina in 1958. So in March of that year, a B-47 plane was headed to the UK and was armed with an atomic bomb. This bomb was even bigger than the Fat Boy bomb that was dropped on Nagasaki. During the flight, the pilots noticed a fault light, so one of them decided to go and check it out. In doing so, when he was trying to maneuver himself around the bomb, he accidentally released the emergency pin that was holding the bomb in the cargo bay, and it slid all the way back to the plane, and because of the weight of the bomb, it accidentally busted through the door and just fell out of the plane. <laughs> So kind of a big whoops on that one. So they watched in horror as the bomb dropped 15,000 feet to the ground into some random family's backyard in South Carolina. The good news was the critical part of the bomb needed to set it off, which was the fissile nuclear core, was still on the plane. So they kept that separate. Oh, my God. For during transport. Oh, I was about to say, how did I not hear about this? Okay. Yeah, but there were still the like, regular explosives like with the part that starts the chain reaction like there that was still there and that still exploded so it still created a 70 foot crater like in it destroyed this person's in house people backyard it fell on like a kid's playhouse basically it did injure the kids no one died but they got a huge settlement out of it so i guess everything worked out okay but yeah um kind of random but yeah we we, we bombed ourselves accidentally but just you hear about stuff like that and you're just like, wow, that's that's really something. Or this, like or like about that. This that, is a nineteen fifty. About this that one guy that like ago. stopped nuclear war in the sub because oh, yeah. he didn't trust that transmission. That's right. Like, oh my god, basically just, prevented just, World War World War Three. Yeah. How how many time how many alternate realities did we just completely obliterate ourselves? I believe this is probably the only one that we didn't. I'm convinced this is the only parallel universe that we somehow haven't yet quite destroyed ourselves. I mean, there's so much going on in the world. It's like, how 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 do we know how many things could have possibly happened? Oh my God. So you could either look at it and be like, oh my gosh, there's like anything bad could happen at any time. Or you could go, well, you know, like these bad things We've aren't lasted this happening long. all the time. So it's like, oh. there there are like good things that happen too. Like they didn't have the core inside the wall. Yeah. So that oh worked God. out, but like- <laughs> Kind of crazy, huh? So anyway, just something to lift your day after watching Oppenheimer. Thank so. you so much. <laughs> crazy times, crazy I'm times. I'm so glad that we're such a responsible species. Yes, indeed. Anyway, oh, God. on that lighthearted note, hope you all enjoy your week. We'll be back next week for another mm. podcast. 
Thanks so much for watching, and right on. Hang in there. <laughs>